Hello, hello, welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast, episode number nine. My name is Eddie V. Hill, and I am your host. Uh, I am a Los Angeles-based filmmaker, director, script supervisor, uh, but enough about me. <laughs> I just want to get into the episode here. But uh, before we do that, I do want to remind you that these podcasts are also available in video form on YouTube. So you can just find those by searching the Eddie Conversation podcast if you do want to watch along versus just listen. And bonus points after listening, if you like the show, leave a rating or review. Rumor has it, it helps the show. I just want to jump into it. Episode 9 featuring Justine Reyes. Thanks for thanks for coming on to the uh, You are welcome. The Eddie Conversation. Here we are. The Eddie. And you are Justine Reyes. I am. I am Justine Reyes, the owner of True Talent Agency and Take Two Performance Studio. Great. Great. Yes. How else? Okay. When I think of Justine. Oh, boy. I, <laughs> I'm afraid. What are you going to say? <laughs> All right. I guess before we get started, too, uh, we have some wine here. Oh, yes. that, what, that's what, what, what you think of, isn't it? What did you? Yes. Think of, <laughs> I think of wine. What did you pick for us today? What is this? Uh, shoot. Um. I totally forgot what it was. Um, gosh darn it. It's all good. It's some, it's some Tribunal. Tribunal? Tribunal. Do yes. we do we cheers? Yes, or? cheers. Cheers to 2020. 2020. <laughs> Being over. <laughs> yes. All right. So when I think of Justine, I think of... Besides wine. Besides wine, I think about... Um, I guess like talent manager, right? Like casting agent. What do what? not really a manager, right? Um, you manage talent. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, let's clear so that up. Ta- what do you talent, do? Talent do you do? agents are different than managers. All right, we're starting off good. Right. So, as a talent agent, I have a pool of talent uh-huh. that I submit for jobs, whether it's acting jobs, print jobs. Um, models doing mm-hmm, runway mm-hmm. shows a manager kind of manages a person's career so advises <laughs> them which yeah. i really do that too but technically i'm not a manager yeah it's not really okay right but so talent agent oh sorry go oh, on oh i was just gonna say also because reno's so small i'm a casting director also so yeah. i do a little bit of everything casting director versus talent agent can you talk about the differences there for the people that don't know? Like, okay, because I think about you're you're being like you said, Reno Small. Mm-hmm. You are almost like the gatekeeper of sorts on the on the ta- <laughs> on the talent here. And I know like a lot of people that I've interacted with, kind of like you're almost like an intimidation, intimidating. Oh my gosh, intimidating <laughs> force to be like like. See the like big tall the... <laughs> doors. That's the first step. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're in your office right now. Um, so being that somebody that wants to get involved in Reno in in that sort of scene, like you're the one kind of to to go to. So how does one know whether or not to talk to you as a talent agent or like how does the, what how does that so, work? And there's also take two. So it's. Right. Um, which is training for actors and models and singers and dancers. Um, And I think that the general public's kind of confused on 
the difference between a casting director and a talent agent and a manager, which they should educate themselves. It's super important to know the difference. A casting agent. Okay, say it again. So casting director typically works with the client. So, um, for example, um, Mustang, when we worked on Mustang mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm, feature film. Right. The casting director is working for the film, casting. The casting director reaches out to agents to mm-hmm. get the talent. But yeah. in Reno, because it's small and I'm pretty much the only one here, it's sort of cut out one of those steps. And yeah. um, oftentimes the client will just contact me and say, this is what we're looking for. I don't even do a casting. We just pick from photos or people do self-tapes. Yeah, because you yourself as the agent has brought to yourself the pull to right. cast from. Right. Yeah. And then other times people will want me to do a mm. casting, like when we did the casting for all of the extras for Mustang. Which it's called Nevada now, right? It's called, I think it's only in certain uh, territories. Like, okay. I think overseas in Europe or something. And why is that? Do you know? I think because, must. I don't think Mustang is as common of a word. Oh, so being that okay. it takes place in Nevada, it's okay. kind of more of, that's more of the defining feature of the movie. Hmm. But I, I haven't technically talked to them about it. But I think it's just yeah. that one territory I think just Mustangs aren't probably a thing. So like, what's a Mustang? Instead of explaining right. Mustang, you're just like, oh, it takes place in Nevada. Okay. And Nevada's a cool word. And Nevada's a cool word, too. That's a cool... I like that yeah. title, too. Nevada, not Nevada. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so any, what, where were we with that? So you're talking about when you were getting the extras together. Right. So they wanted to hold a casting. So we had, I think, about 400 people go through here. Mm. And they wanted uh, street casting, meaning... They wanted real people. They wanted real people. So if the person was playing a security guard in the prison, they needed to have some kind of law enforcement background. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they were playing a prisoner, <laughs> yeah, an inmate, they needed an inmate. an inmate. They need they you know preferred people that had been in jail. Yeah, yeah. The authenticity yes. for this director was a big deal mm-hmm. versus having an actor portray an inmate right. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I know that was a that was a big deal for you back then. Very interesting. Kind of wrangle that specificity of, the, yes. of that. and then ethnically diverse. Mm-hmm. And as we know, Reno's not extremely diverse. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You know more about that than so, I. Anyway, had about 400 people go through here. Um, casting director that was the main casting director. I was casting mm-hmm. for extras. He was here also. Uh, mm. From New York, right? What? Yo, I okay. When you're talking about Mustang, because I'm thinking about my perspective. The only experience that I got watching the casting process was I think there were certain days when the director had access to like the pool of talent mm-hmm. and just was looking at headshots, mm-hmm. and she was kind of just swiping. Oh, right, people. right. We and were I guess down in Carson or something doing that. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and she would just like. Swipe through right. and be like, all right, this person, mm-hmm. okay, this mm-hmm. person. And I was, it was kind of interesting watching the real people versus the actors. Right. Like some people just had selfies as a right. photo. Some people <laughs> have legit headshots. And mm-hmm. I think that helped kind of her too. It was like, oh, this person looks too professional. Like it was, mm-hmm. I don't know what was going through her mind. Mm-hmm. But so, so sometimes it could be in your favor to, to being picked out. Like not, in this case, not, not very right. often. Not very That's often. Not very- I'm just saying, it's kind of interesting in this this case. Yeah, definitely in this case. She wanted people that were not actors. 
Yeah. But uh, I guess when you, how often does that film come up? When when do people remember that film around here, or is it? I think they remember the casting part of it, and of course the people that landed some roles, even as extras, they remember it. Mm-hmm. They still post pictures all over Facebook. <laughs> they still, now that they can post pictures on yeah, Facebook. I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen those. Oh really? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. But uh, yeah, that, I mean, I guess that's like the biggest movie that's come mm-hmm. across here. Mm-hmm. And mm. what was the biggest movie prior to that? Do you remember? I I because this was like seven million, and I don't remember a movie like that coming through like ever. Mm-mm. But um, gosh, I think the last one, nowhere Nevada. But I don't know Ooh. what kind. Of, do you know? Are you familiar with that? <laughs> I don't know much about it. I that was no, before I was casting and. No, I don't know much about it either, actually. I just, I don't think it was that. It's no. probably six figures versus seven. Oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah. I guess my experience with Mustang was kind of, you You kind of helped get me in the door with them, which was really nice. I did. I remember that. I did. That was cool. That's right. Thank you. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I, okay, when I think about Reno and my, my transition into, like, freelance, freelance in, in, in the film space in general or whatever, there mm-hmm. weren't, I just feel like, I don't know how to say this, <laughs> I feel like I did a good job <laughs> putting, I, I try to, my best to put myself in a situation where I could be open to receiving such a like being available for that mm-hmm. amount of time for something isn't something most people are able to do in this town even still. Mm-hmm. Like I know for the short film I just came off of that I'm here for, they were looking for positions in like key key roles for that weekend. And I didn't see any, but like I saw, they reached out to Reno Film Collective, which mm-hmm. I saw their post. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were looking for like an assistant director, script supervisor, and mm-hmm. maybe like an assistant camera and I didn't know that until after we had wrapped when I saw the post, but they didn't real they didn't have anybody from Reno in most positions, so I don't I feel like there's not many You know, the only know. reason I knew about that film is because my son ended up yeah. being in it and that was because my ex husband has a martial arts school and he knew somebody that was involved. And Anthony, I think. Yeah, Anthony uh, is a director. It was a it was a short film called Two Bears. Two Bears, yeah. And uh, all Native Americans. Yeah, it was in an, the cast, right? Pr- primarily, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, it yeah. was a Native American story. So I they didn't really reach out. I didn't know anything about it, and they certainly didn't reach out for talent because they had their own pool. Yeah, I think they even got some talent from like Los Angeles. Like it was oh, really? kind of okay. People were coming from not here for mm-hmm. for the for the thing, but as far as the crew side, I just feel like they're I don't know whatever. So they didn't I, they didn't use a lot of local people for the crew. Yeah, like the, I think because um, I was a part. We we can also talk. We can reminisce about I don't know. Desert Shadows was a, was a film that I was a part of. Mm-hmm. But Me too. Uh, the DP Miles um, was a key grip. Okay. On this short, and he brought along Damien who uh, helped us on Desert Shadows for a few days, too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a buddy, Cody Hamilton, well, came out on the art side. And he did art on Mustang, too. He was like oh, okay. a, 
it was like a painter mm-hmm. and helped the art on, on mm-hmm. for them. So, but other than that, it was all like Los Angeles crew. Right. I, yeah. I think, and this came up with Mustang too. Um, people don't. There's a very small percentage of people that do this for a living here. Right. Really, right. not many. So they have day jobs. Um, because I remember when things were things changed with the filming of Mustang. Oh yeah, yeah. And that affected how many extras we needed. It was, you know, you can't mm. call people at 11 o'clock at night and expect to have 60 extras the next morning. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they all have jobs. Yeah. So that's definitely yeah. the case for Reno. So I guess my, that was my long way of kind of getting around to saying that I, I feel like I almost ended on it by default mm. just because they're, it's whatever. But, um, but still thinking. On Mustang? Yeah. Yeah, because that was twenty-eight days, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I don't. I don't remember how was it that many. But I, so. I did a couple weeks of pre-production uh-huh. plus the shoot plus mm-hmm. wrap, like a wrap week. So it was like a long October, November. That was a nice one. That was nice. But uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say about that. I don't know, cool. but that was my first time doing anything like that, <laughs> and I was happy when it was over. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was an experience. I learned a lot from it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that um no i guess i guess i don't know for me to talk about myself a little bit more really quick <laughs> go ahead eddie <laughs> mustang mustang like it's a weird okay i'll get back to you in a second <laughs> mustang was the bouncing board for me to los angeles mm-hmm. so that was my first time experiencing what a script supervisor was mm-hmm. and that's what i do down in la now so that's kind of like I mean, that's kind of how life works, right? You have an experience. So basically what you're saying is, you're, you're, I have been responsible. You're the reason. <laughs> you're the reason. Of course. Um, okay, let me, let me, okay, the first, actually the first big movie that I remember a lot of people got hyped about, and you were a big part of it, and it was my first time meeting you, is uh, there was a little movie called Logan. Oh, right. That was the first time we met? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. In person, at least. Huh. Okay. Was, was, um, they were doing extras mm-hmm. for, like, some sort of pickup scene. Right. It wasn't even, like, a scene. It was, like, <laughs> it was, uh, like a plate, like a VFX plate. They mm-hmm. just needed some city, mm-hmm. some driving city shots to overlay onto a shot of somebody looking out a window whatever it was like reflection off a window they were looking for for the casino town and uh yeah yeah what that was the first time that i had met you was i wanted to see what was going on Mm -hmm. and uh i think you showed up down there that night with your camera and everything (laughs) (laughs) they were looking because they they had like a list i think i had somebody send me because they you had like a short list of people mm-hmm. that could come on because it was a nice paid paid extras, uh-huh. cool thing. Yeah. And uh, middle of the night. Middle of the night, and In I didn't like I, February. Or yeah, like <laughs> I didn't make, I didn't make the list, but somebody else sent me the email confirmation that they got. And I'm like, sweet, I know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know sneaky, what time it is. sneaky you are. And they wanted kind of like tourist looking people, so I'm like, oh, I'll take my camera because mm-hmm. I look like a tourist mm-hmm. with a camera around my neck. And I'll just show up and, and see what happens. And uh, luckily, as 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 things go, there was like somebody that didn't show up for their call, and I got to just fill in for them. 
but uh, I was hassling you for like, hey. <laughs> I do remember that now. It's like, hey, like, I know I'm just here. Can I get, can I be a part or what's going well, on? Well, you know how that goes where <laughs> when you start the casting process, they make it sound really important oh, yeah. that you have certain things. Like I cast um, something from one of our ski resorts and they were adamant that everybody needed to know how to ski or snowboard. Oh, yeah. So we went through this whole casting process and, of course, that narrowed the field and the people they booked didn't even get on skis or a snowboard. All they did was eat and drink around a fire all day. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of the same thing for Logan. Okay, we need this many um, Hispanics, this many African Americans, this many Caucasians, and they have mm. to drive these kind of vehicles. That was a thing, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever utilized that. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird... How I feel bad. I feel bad for actors. So, like, especially like in Reno, when things don't come around on that scale yeah. that often. Mm-hmm. It's like I remember a lot of people were when the movie came out. They were posting about how right. they were in the movie. Right. And then I don't think you just saw like through a window or something a little bit of Reno downtown you can, passing. Yeah, if you're from Reno, you can tell it's Reno. Right. If you're looking for it, even. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there's like, you know, shadowy figures walking on the street that just show that it's not an empty town, <laughs> but you, the people, nobody's discernible in the, in right, the background. Right. So, you know, they still have fun. They still have <laughs> it's fun. fun. It's fun. <laughs> I remember for me, I was stuck with, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, Laura Cooper, I think. Mm-hmm. And her and I had the second AD told us like, all right. Don't say stuck with. I was stuck with Laura Cooper. That's not very nice. <laughs> no, Laura's I got awesome. to hang with Laura. I got to hang with Laura. She was awesome. And the second AD was giving us some direction. Mm-hmm. And even, I hadn't really produced much at that point, but even I had an idea of like, this is not really, I'm, what, I, had an, I had a sense of this is dumb. And <laughs> you're not going to see it. So why am I pretending yeah. to like win a jackpot over here on yeah. the street? Just in case. Just and, in case. uh, but that was kind of our thing. I think one of us won big, and like we we're trying to like just woo in the mm-hmm, street. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did the camera go? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we're wrapped. I'm like, oh, that's that a weird <laughs> experience. <laughs> that felt, bad. yeah. But I, okay, that was the first time we met. Mm-hmm. And it is now. I remember it is the first time. Okay. And I now, remember you walking in, and I don't know if I said, oh, so you're ready. Something like that. Sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's how it would go. Um, All right. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to hear some stories from you, if you have any. Because a lot of people... Oh, I've got some stories, but I'm not sure that the stories you want to (laughs) hear. Well, I'm sure they might be. (laughs) Okay, the stories that I want to (laughs) tell. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about something that we haven't really discussed before. Is... Or uh, like you, you, your experience as a model actor and that kind of stuff. Like what, cause you, cause I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that transition into the, the agent side mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to go back <clears throat> to, uh, to that. Well, let's see. Um, my first headshot was when I was five. Do you want to go back that far? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what, let's hear, let's hear it all. Oh my gosh. Well, I was five had my first headshot was way too shy to do anything uh-huh. so years later 16 17 um, started to get back into modeling i was actually going to a school here locally called showcase models 
Okay. And then went to a competition in New York called IMTA, which still goes on, and mm -hmm. we had taken our kids to it, and um, got signed to Wilhelmina West, which is in L.A., modeling agency. Moved down there when I was 18 and mm -hmm. started modeling, mm -hmm. but I was always afraid to open my mouth. That's not true anymore. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to act. You know, I just wanted yeah. to have my picture taken. Okay. It wasn't like a... Um... When you said open my mouth, I was like, you don't want to show your teeth? No. <laughs> it was you more know, like, you... like so many models say, I don't want to act, and it's just they're afraid of it. Mm -hmm. But you, nowadays, you know, you have to be able to do it all. Mm -hmm. So my agency started sending me out on commercials, even though I was, I thought I was just signed for print. Mm -hmm. And so I finally got smart and thought, oh, I think I should take some acting classes, so maybe I can land some commercials. So I did. I took a couple um, acting workshops with some casting directors down there and landed some national commercials. Okay. All right. Well, we're moving quick here. Slow it down. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have three hours. <laughs> I want to... Okay, let's, let's go back to five years old. Oh, my gosh. Okay. There's not more to tell about that. No, five I, years I, I old, way too I guess I'm curious about the environment you grew up in. So, like, okay, for... Again, I have to squeeze in my stories of here, too. I feel like I've always navigated fields where I didn't have anybody. Like when I did mining engineering, for instance, in school, I didn't have anybody in my family that was in the business. And then when I switched mm -hmm. to film, I don't know anybody in film. I don't know what it looks like or family or mm -hmm. anything. So uh, I'm not sure what... If, yeah, if you were... Yeah, what, what, what it was like for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already um, little tipsy over here. <laughs> oh, good. It'll get so much more exciting. Uh, my dad always wanted to be an actor, so he was involved mm. with an agent down there. And we just all, three of us, the kids, ended up getting headshots. And I don't think I ever auditioned for anything. My sister auditioned for a McDonald's commercial, I remember, where mm. she had to be on the pogo stick. So, <laughs> so how many siblings? Three. Okay. And you are the, the youngest. youngest. So so they kinda got a little head start on exploring that before you Yeah, or? but they weren't they, they didn't, didn't stick to it either. Yeah. Um and then we moved out of California and traveled around and ended up here. In Reno. Yes, in Reno. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So do you you were kind of involved in the early the early push just like, a little well, like, let's just feel it out because i know somebody and this will be kind of like a fun mm -hmm. thing for you to mm -hmm. try yeah and then that was on the back burner until later right. on and right. then there was another push for it or yeah i think finally it was my idea not, okay. not my Sweet. parents nice. um but i was still shy yeah i was pretty shy until i moved to la and then and then it forces, <laughs> forces it out of you right yes yeah uh, so like i said i won that competition but wasn't old enough to move to la Mm -hmm. But three days after I graduated high school, I moved down there. Nice. And I'd only had my driver's license. I was one of those kids that didn't. I, yeah. I liked everybody to drive me around. I still do. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I didn't even have my driver's license until two weeks before moving to L.A. So that was kind of a scary thing. That's a scary so you learned how to drive in Los Angeles? Well, I mean, pretty much. To drive? Pretty, yeah, pretty know. much. <laughs> okay. What? What? So this competition that you won, you, so it's like a national thing, or what was the what's what's the memory that you have of that? Like, was there anything specific? Or I'm trying to think of like my my brain goes to like a beauty pageant, and it's where they no. ask the questions about like no you feel no about world hunger. And then <laughs> yeah, right, to, right. Like, I'm not sure what like what it was like. <laughs> 
Uh, so they still are go on today. They've okay. just gotten bigger. It's just it's like a convention. So you've got a lot of air quotes going on. Convention. Here. So it's majority actors, and you've got about a hundred casting directors, mm. agents, managers, producers that are there, and you're putting up, you're performing in front of them, auditioning. I'm not, mm-hmm. I almost did it again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So most people go with the hopes to get signed to an agent, but it's also an acting competition. So okay. now for me, it's kind of interesting as the owner of a school, and we go to these same competitions right, right. that I went to. Yeah. So this was prior to you taking classes then, right? You were taking classes at that time? I was taking modeling classes at this little school here but in not, But not acting yet? No. And you won? Uh, well, I didn't do any acting. Okay. I just right. And I didn't win. I didn't win anything there, but I still got interest from oh, an agent. So okay. you don't have to win anything. I thought you said you won the competition. No, I did not say that. All right, sorry. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> I went to a competition. Uh, and that's still what happens. You know, not not yeah. everybody is going to get signed and not everybody is going to win something. And not uh, everybody that wins something gets signed. Exactly, and, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it was super fun and it's a great learning experience. I was in New York at 16 years old. I remember being in um, Studio 54. Is that what it's called? Studio I have no Club. idea. What's oh my that? gosh, you're way too young. What is that? It's like a super famous nightclub and I was in there at 16 years old. Yeah. I didn't even know. I, I guess I'm just not big on nightclubs. Mm. So. Yeah. You were in there at 16 years old yes. being cool. Yeah, because if you were a model... Of course. You could get in. They just of back in the back in the day they I mean, sure, So when we're still the case. I want you to Google Studio fifty four. Okay? Right right now? Not right now. But oh, okay. later so you realize. <laughs> Whoa, how how cool. Yes. But I didn't realize because I was just a dumb sixteen year old girl. You were just going from Reno. Yeah. I didn't realize until later. I was like, Wow, I was in Studio fifty four. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably the best <sighs> It's probably the best way to enter it too, is if if you knew the way of, or like, I feel like it could be an intimidating experience if, or I don't know how you would have played it differently if you would have known what it was, if that would change. Yeah, anything. I don't know. I feel like I was so dumb at sixteen. Yeah. Honestly, just you know. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> Shucks. Okay. All right. So you moved to. LA as soon as you turned 18 because you knew like you knew how how how'd you you knew you wanted to be an actor or like or model no I was or? still model in the yeah. had the frame of mind that I just wanted to model and since I got signed and that was kind of my goal that I wanted to mm-hmm. model um, I actually moved to Orange County okay that's close enough and I my parents said they would help pay the rent if I went to college mm-hmm. so you almost air quoted there too. Because <laughs> I went to college for about two months. Uh-huh. And if I, you know, it came down to driving to LA for an audition or going to class, I would go to the audition yeah, yeah, and not yeah. go to class. For sure. Priorities. Mm-hmm. All right. So did you say you were going to college and then pretended to go to college for like the full year? Oh, no. No, no, and no. It only lasted a couple months. Then I just said, I don't, I don't, don't want to go. Plus, I started getting work as a model down there. Yeah. So it was a decision, do I go to class or do I make $1,200 a day? The models, mm-hmm. they're not getting paid any better today than they were back in the 80s. Everything has changed. It's kind of sad, right? I know. Sometimes less. 
because there's so many people out there willing to do it for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, the first big thing I got was I was a national Budweiser girl. Okay. And not one of the Budweiser girls that, like, goes around bars. It wasn't me. Yes. <laughs> okay. They, you, they would pick three girls each year and do posters of them. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty big deal for me, and I got paid. That's, really is that like an ongoing gig that you kind of, because or was it like just your your campaign that they shot ran year long? Right, was more the case. Yeah, so. I just happened to do the summer one and the winter one. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's fun. You're liking that wine? <laughs> I haven't had wine in forever. I don't. There's a lot of people. I'll, we can talk about COVID in a bit, but. Mm-hmm. That went wine crazy in the early stages of that was me. of quarantine. Day drinking and eating cookies. It's like a, a bottle or two a day. Oh no, I was doing I knew. I know people that were doing that. Yeah, it was a weird but, time. But yeah, okay, all right. Should I continue? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> please. So I, I did a variety. I was the OPI girl, which you're a guy, so you don't know nails. Mm, of course. It was a big thing. And I was the OPI girl for two years. So that was an ongoing, I did mm-hmm. different campaigns for them. And that paid well. Um, so what was what was the, I guess, what I'm curious about <clears throat> is what was it like? What, did it, was it coming pretty easy for you at that time? Or was it, was it still like the, the crazy hustle of, I don't know how modeling, I feel like you it's the same as acting. Like it's, it's driving all over the place, doing multiple mm-hmm. auditions a mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. You're stressed about what's coming. Like all that stuff was still in yeah. play, or was it like, oh, I landed Budweiser, I'm good for a year? Oh no, same, same thing. Place. It's the same hustle. Yeah. And you know, I remember when I first got down there, I was auditioning sometimes three to five times a day. Mm-hmm. And you, we didn't have um, cell Maps. phones or GPS. <laughs> We had the Thomas Guide. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've never seen one. <laughs> and if you got lost, you had to get out of your car and go to a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Or not a cell phone. Pay phone? Pay phone, cell phone. I was like, whoa. <laughs> they had cell phones on the side of the street. <laughs> pay phone. Yeah, so I was, I don't even know how we survived. You just kind of had to do it. I mean, yeah. Just how I got lost a lot. Yeah. Sometimes not in the best section of town either. Yeah. Where I was almost afraid to get out and go to the pay phone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yes, it's the same hustle. And it's the same kind of thing where you get a job and then not get anything else for weeks mm-hmm. or months or something. But sometimes you get a job that paid residuals, so that was good. Right. Yeah. For sure. My roommate used to always get so angry she had a regular day job. And I would go to the mailbox and get checks out of the mail. <laughs> she got angry about that. She was jealous. Yeah. Okay. Because so I guess okay. All right. So you were you were there doing your thing. Mm-hmm. It was going well. It sounds like it was going okay. Was going you know, okay. I was working. I think when I first got down there, I worked more, and then I started getting off course. You know, and enjoying the <laughs> LA life too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> Yeah. I was less focused on the business, I think, at some point. Um, hmm. And then when I'd get a couple of commercials, I mean, you know, that, I think maybe that was part of the problem because you'd get a commercial and get residuals for a couple of years 
And so yeah. unless you're a super focused person, which I wasn't at that time, you're like, oh, I got my, I have money coming every right, right, right quarter in the mailbox. And yeah. So you kind of started taking your success for granted, or was it like, or was it like? I don't know. I, no, I just think I was not very focused and wasn't sure what I wanted to do. You didn't know what you got yourself into. Is that is that accurate? I, no, I knew. I just you knew. <laughs> I don't know how you can know at eighteen getting down there, but well, no, you you don't know at eighteen. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I just think it's um. There are a lot of different factors. I mean, I think some yeah. people go down there thinking they're going to become big stars. I've talked to so many people from Reno, young kids that mm. move down there and then they move back in three months or so. And they're honest about it. They say, you know, I thought I knew. When you say young kids, are you, what are you? Are you... Eight, like 18 to 21, okay. yeah, yeah. 22. Yeah, they go down there and come back within a couple of months and they're just say, I thought that I had what it took, you know, and I knew what I needed to do, but they don't yeah. realize how hard it is to break mm -hmm. in the door. And it's much harder now than it was when I got an agent. Now you can't, you, you have to have a referral to Pretty much. get an agent in LA. It's even more about who you know, mm -hmm. which was already about who you knew, I'm sure, right. a bit. Right. I mean, but there's no other option now. It's kind of the default. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're doing your thing as a model. You're getting some stuff. And were you... Through that whole thing, were you, were you pursuing the acting side as well, or were you still kind of filling that out? Or Not really. I, I mean, I'm ashamed to say I had every, every opportunity. Mm -hmm. I actually got signed to William Morris for a while, mm. which I thought was a better move, but they're so huge that I just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Um, I did commercials, but I just was still very intimidated by acting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was kind of, all right. So you had opportunities, and you could have technically, if you really wanted to, you just kind of decided not to go that route. I took some acting classes, and I got better, but it just was not what I thought I wanted to do. I don't know. Sure, it just didn't, there, there, besides the fear, the fear factor, okay. All right. I didn't grow up thinking I wanted to be an actor. I definitely grew up thinking I wanted to model uh -huh. and sing. Um, so I, although I did some acting, I mean, mostly commercials in a very obscure movie that's become very famous. Um, sure. uh -huh. <laughs> now that's really going to make people wonder, right? Because it sounds, it's not that. <laughs> no, that doesn't necessarily sound like that. Obscure movie is, okay. Sure. So. Obscure but a cult classic. Yeah, I think I've seen clips from it that you've shared or something. Maybe. Maybe or something. All right. So, okay. What did. I don't know. I'm curious to hear more about that aspect. So, you had an opera. You had chances. It just didn't feel right. It, didn't, it wasn't really what you wanted to do. I just feel like I didn't really grow into my own skin until mm -hmm. I was much older. I wasn't as confident. Mm -hmm. So I got caught up in that. I was always sort of a wallflower here in Reno. So when I got to L.A. and there mm -hmm. were all these fun things to do, I got sidetracked, you know. I became more interested in going out and yeah. the party life. Yeah. One thing that I, that I always think about, uh, or I guess I've been thinking about it more <clears throat> recently is, and I don't know if this pertains to what you're saying, but it's like, 
as far as young people go, uh, LA is not a place to find yourself is a thing that is that kind of to lose yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know if that plays into what you're, like you said, you didn't really feel in your own skin till later Mm -hmm. on. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure that kind of played a part in what you're describing. Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah. And I think I was, it's funny. I watch things that I did now. That you did then, you're watching it now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I watch things now that I did then. Yeah. And I was so much better than I thought I was at that time. Okay. I I mean, not that I was some great actress, but um, I did the Bob Hope special and did this little skit in there, Mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, I was kind of funny. I wasn't bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just didn't have the confidence mm-hmm. at the time. You're, you're maybe you're picking it apart at the oh, yeah. in that moment. And you're like yeah. in your head, and yeah. but yeah, like you said, you're like there's some potential there. Sharks. <laughs> Why didn't I see it? I could have been a star. But you know, it all works out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so I stayed in LA, mm-hmm. doing what I was doing. You know, modeling, taking acting classes um, until the Rodney King rights. Mm. Are you old enough to remember the Rodney? No, no, no. Born, jeez. You have to, you have to say the year. (laughs) But you know about the Rodney King, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I was living in Hancock Park, and we saw that was basically, you know, people walking down the streets with guns and Mm -hmm. buildings on fire and And tanks. And you were seeing it happen, like you were there in the moment. yeah. 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 We were on the roof of the apartment that we lived in, a three-story or four-story brownstone, looking down. And, you know, it was That's scary. crazy. So at that point, I was like, you know. Maybe it's not worth living I'm gonna, here. <laughs> like I'm going to go back to Reno. Yeah. Uh, but I also came back to Reno to start singing. So that was the next phase of my life, was the okay. singing part. All right. Let's, let's go there. <laughs> well, actually, like I was thinking about... I mean, I guess that's like the plus and minus of Los Angeles, right? Is it's where everything happens. <laughs> yeah, everything. And uh, cause that, I mean, that was recently for me was I recently moved as of April closer to downtown. So I'm like three miles mm. out of downtown. And we have like <clears throat> a, our, our apartment has like a rooftop lounge hangout spot. Uh-huh. So after George Floyd and all those protests were going on, uh, you could hit the roof and look at downtown. There was like a specific day that was kind of coming to a, like a climax of this is the biggest protest day. Mm-hmm. And you could just see all the choppers kind of just floating around downtown. And you're like, Wait, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. And you hear, right. you hear the name of the street on the news that you live on. And it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is weird. Mm-hmm. But luckily it didn't get to tanks on the street or anything no. like that. But, but I, I can almost imagine. Which I'm kind of surprised. I think, well, it was a different thing happening. There really wasn't any protests going on mm-hmm. <laughs> during the Rodney King. That was just rioting. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Very crazy. <laughs> Even here in Reno, it was kind of scary. <clears throat> Little Reno. Yeah. There was the one day, right? But Or I don't know what it was like here. But... Yeah, it was pretty much one major day. Yeah. Downtown, mostly. Anyway, singing. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I, unless there's anything you had to say about that, but I don't about, no. the, about those topics. No, the heavy no, ones. I don't. All right. I just, I'm just telling you why yeah, I moved yes. out of LA. So you, so you moved. And I think I was ready anyway to 
move on. Uh, so I came back to Reno and put a band together. Ooh. Yeah. And then I ended up going to Nashville. I lived in Nashville for a year and worked mm. with a producer. I traveled. I performed for the troops in Korea. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. The, I know you're looking for me to like, tell you the whole well, we, 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 we can dive into each, <laughs> each of those for sure. I wanted to hear about the band coming together. Like, who did... Oh, so my you, God. So, so you moved to Reno. And, did, and And you had... Was it people... Did, did you move up alone? Or was it like you had like Back a cool... Back to Reno? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, because I have my whole family here, so... Well, I meant like, I don't know if there was any other friends that you had at the time that were like, for whatever reason... Oh, no. Or whatever. No, I don't know. no. Okay, so you moved back, and how soon after, how quick did the band come together? Like, what was that? How, how, how fast-track did you make was, the next move? It was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my dad was actually my manager at the time, so he's the one that uh, booked the job in Korea performing for the troops. And okay. So we had to get a band together. All right, that's nice. Pretty quick amount of time <laughs> yeah well do you, do you recall because I, I guess that that feels like the best way to bring a band together too is like oh we have a gig that we can prep for like yeah. it's kind of it's kind of nice well to, and there's or, <laughs> there was an environment in reno not so much anymore because most of the casinos don't have cabarets anymore but there was an environment amongst the musicians i'll probably get in trouble for saying this but that they sure. were um you know they were just working playing for the dollar. And so if you didn't have a bunch of gigs lined up, it was tough to put a band together. And this, I was not putting together an original band, mm-hmm. per se. It was I was putting You're... together a band to play cover tunes yeah, yeah. for the Korea tour. Yeah. So it's tough. It was tough to put a band together. So explain, <laughs> to, me, explain to me, I don't understand the Reno thing you are talking about, where it's hard to put a band together if you don't have a... String so, of gay, or what? How does that work? Yeah, so I don't know if it's true now. It probably isn't because <laughs> majority of musicians in the Reno, Las Vegas area played the cabarets. You know what those are? Anyway, I don't. I don't, so I don't venture. Young. I don't venture through cabarets. <laughs> but the casinos. So the casinos sure. all had music. Um, so they kind of bounced from one band. <laughs> Tell me more about these cabarets. <laughs> it's just a, like a. No, 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 no. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. And they have the live music there. Right. Yeah. But the musicians in this area, that's the majority of what they did back then, Mm -hmm. is just play cabaret bands. Yeah, where else are you going to play? Yeah. um, Either they were just leaving a band, or they had been in a band for a long time, and they didn't want to join another band unless you had a bunch of gigs Mm, lined up for them to make money if you wanted to have experienced band members that's kind of more of the clarification there okay yes not that it was hard to bring their high school friends together right well (laughs) i mean rob did that that's Uh i mean his band is rocking but they never played anything rob had played his whole life but but that you're talking about that's a different time we're talking about back then. Yeah, no, I'm talking about two okay. times. I'm just All trying right. to confuse you right now. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, put a band together. It's not easy to put a band together, and it's even harder to keep a band together. <laughs> so who did you get? Oh, you're not going to know anybody. No, I mean, 
who, what relationships did you have that you pulled from? Was it like this person I went to high school with? It was with? slow going. Or was it just, um, was it just the, your band I think manager? mostly my dad handled that part. And put people bringing, around you? Bringing people in. Um, I started out just playing with a piano player. Just working with him and then mm -hmm. we did some little things together and just sort of built on that. But the band was always evolving. Yeah, and the, the pieces were shifting around mm -hmm. you and... But you were the consistent. I was the lead singer. Nice. <laughs> it was Justine and. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. And the and was changing. No, it was. I was Justine in the New Frontier. That okay. Was the name of the band. Cool. I, cool. I don't have any idea where that came from now, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went with it. But you know, I had in the, the New Frontier. The whole thing of me getting booked in Korea because I did the celebrity tour. There's the I think it's the DOD Department of Defense. Yeah, DOD tour. And then there's the celebrity tour. So the DOD tour is pretty rough and you don't really get paid much. But I got on the celebrity tour because I have those posters. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, sure, because the troops want, yeah, I understand. And yeah, I know. He's, he's cute. Um, and honestly, my dad, is he was the one that... Um... No, I was just making sure the light was on. Right? I was recording. Right? edit this. <laughs> I'll do a minor amount of editing. Oh my god! <laughs> you have to remind me. But sure. What did something happen? Your story's going great. <laughs> Don't look at my eyes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my dad is the one that booked that, and um, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good deal. I did 11, 11 shows over there. Every night we moved to another place, and um, it was fun. One show and, each night. And the band through that phase was consistent. You're talking about... Oh, yeah, because we were in Korea, yeah. and it took quite a bit of money sure. to fly us over there. Yeah. But that they were just booked for that those two weeks. That's mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So did that give a sense of... Like, what did that feel like to be following that aspect of, of, of your dream? Like, being that you wanted to be a singer? It was stressful. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I enjoyed this side of it better, being behind the camera and working with talent than being in front of it. Okay. So you, you felt it out, and it still felt kind of similar to that, the acting feeling, where being that you're performing... There was like this different kind of pressure to it or something? Yeah, I think or? so. I think so. I mean, I, it's funny hearing myself say that because I did a lot of things. I did a lot of print work. I did a lot of commercials. I played music for a long time, but yeah, there was a certain pressure to it that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, so just to re-clarify, you did the Korea tour. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, there's some sort of feeling there, but still you wanted to feel out maybe what the produce, getting your own stuff produced felt mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And then that's, I don't know. Right. So I moved to Nashville to write with the producer and his team. Mm -hmm. um, I lived there for a year. It was an interesting experience. Okay. But uh, then some things happened in life and yeah. I ended up um, getting married and starting a family. Nice. So I did try and perform a few times after that, but um, but it was gone. The it's, magic. Pretty, it's pretty tough to have newborns and sure play music until three o'clock in the morning. And 
they don't care. They're up at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How, what was the, I guess, like, I've been talking to, uh, like, I just had um, a solo artist, singer-songwriter on, on the last episode that hasn't come out yet. And it's kind of interesting hearing about what that process is like. And, like, she had worked with the producer to get, like, her first three singles done. Mm -hmm. And then now she's working on her new stuff. And that producer didn't, didn't really have time for her anymore. So she mm -hmm. started learning to self-produce. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that was, how, how it evolved. Because I, I, lo I love the collaboration process and hearing about what that stuff is yeah. like. So I don't know what you recall from that it's experience. It's pretty much the same. I think more and more bands mm -hmm. and artists are doing their own recording. Um I was doing a 10 song CD, so it was a long process. Mm -hmm. Tried to write some of the stuff. Um, also was shopping through publishers for songs. Um, but it's a, it's, yeah, it's a very interesting process, especially if you, hmm. you're you not a musician. So I was a singer, but I didn't play an instrument. Yeah, yeah. So you're not going to curate your own Right. So being in the instrumental room, side, because yeah. I was working with somebody that had, you know, hit songs on the radio and being in a room with him and other writers, it was very intimidating. Sure. Because I'm, okay, like I'm assuming the scenario might be like, especially if, if you're starting that 10 song process from mm -hmm. scratch, is it more like, are you, are you voicing like your personality and who you are and what you want to, like what you see for yourself and then they curate for that? Or is it the other way where it's like, all right, we yeah, can, so we can read you and we'll tell you who you are. Like, I don't know what, or if yeah. there's like a. The producer that I worked with, he came out to Reno and saw me perform a few times. And then you have a lot of conversations about the style of music that you want to produce. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you were doing. Uh, like contemporary country. Okay. All right. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to assume. All right. Well, but I did yeah, think any, country Especially now. Yeah. Um, see, I think it's a little bit of both. What what I saw myself doing and then what he envisioned me doing also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, like you said, there's that pressure of, like, they have more experience than me. Right. right. So I'm going to maybe lean their way, even though, like, yeah, that's yeah. a weird, I could mm -hmm. imagine it being a weird thing. But that seems like a cool experience because I know, like you, I don't know how involved you are with with artists that you meet here, but I know you have experience with a little bit of I wouldn't call it official managing, but mm -hmm. you probably can give advice to artists that are in the pursuit. Because yeah, I try. You know, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I don't know everything. Everything sure. changes so quickly, but I think the advice I try and give them is just. Just be careful, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> uh, you That's know, we vague. Both, the, well, there's so many people out there just wanting to take your money for whatever mm -hmm. we're talking about, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's the pursuit of acting or modeling and singing, you know, producing. Because there are a lot of producers out there, well-known producers that will produce anybody as long as they want to pay the money. Yeah. So I guess I guess your your be careful is more of like if they're asking for your money. Well, they're all gonna ask careful. for your money well, because nobody no nobody in music produces for free. No. Not that I I don't know that to be true at all anymore. Hmm. Yeah, I guess when I think about producer, I think I don't know. Like in film, it's 
there's producers that do stuff kind of for free where they're they're making the money on the the selling of mm-hmm. the film but during mm-hmm. the production side they're not getting paid yeah so i wasn't sure if it was it's, i guess it's different but i mean it's different with signed artists but you're you're gonna pay at some point <laughs> you're gonna pay at something <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 even if you don't pay out front you're gonna pay okay more. so so the family got going and you were were you what was the was it what was that transitional phase like with with like maybe music's not the thing now because it's difficult and like finding the time is not really a thing did you i don't know what the the time frame looks like but at some point you landed in in what you're doing now Mm -hmm. is that was it like a straight straight dot from that to this no no not <laughs> at all did so you go back to school um, for trying to be a doctor or something no, in between i don't know no, i had two babies <laughs> and one as you know had special needs mm-hmm. so easton who has down syndrome mm-hmm. so that was pretty um i don't know that it was i won't say that it was not typical with him but you know we had different issues so it was more time consuming and um two kids 15 months apart you know you're not don't have any kids or anything. Correct. <laughs> that kind of Correct. takes over your whole world for a while. So. I mean, that's what I've heard. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I really wasn't doing anything except being a mom for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then um, somebody called me to come and teach a class at mm-hmm. a school that used to be here. And so I went in and I taught the class. And, and the class was? A modeling class. Okay. I was just subbing for someone. And that kind of kept building. They said, oh, you want to? teach some more and then I was the director of photography and then the director of education then I was the director of operations and running the school yeah yeah that's what I was going to joke about but it happened (laughs) (laughs) no that was it that was um you know you do that uh so it was sort of that was the transition Mm -hmm. and then I moved on to doing my own thing Mm -hmm. here yeah once you kind of yeah I could yeah no for sure once you once you get the the skill set and you're like, well, why, why do it for somebody else or whatever the case may be yeah. or if that's cool. I don't know. And honestly, I didn't even know what I was going to do. I wasn't even thinking about right, working yeah. or doing anything. Probably Raja here. Right, you're picking something out of your eye for those not listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> for those not eye. watching. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't thinking about what I was going to do besides just giving my kids. Yeah, it was more about... Uh, uh, providing that was more of a yeah, of, yeah being a mom yeah doing what you do make money mm-hmm. and be a mom yeah. yeah okay so you kind of fell into it in a way but I did and then I realized oh this is this is what I want to do so it, it became fun or was already oh or, it was fun from the beginning yeah I, I liked it but it okay but it took a while for it to sink in of like wait and a actually second. now that I'm thinking about it when I came back to Reno I did makeup for a while on a few sets for different, okay. different jobs. Yeah. I forget sometimes about the stuff I've done. Okay. So, so you were a freelance makeup yeah, artist. Yeah, which is not really my forte, but I just kind of fell into those things. And, and then it transitioned into the school. And, mm. and now this. And now <laughs> you're on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So how... <sighs> What, how is it? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> 
so yeah how how long have you been at this do you officially call it like full full time what you do now like when did when did it officially start for you if there's a I started take two 11 years ago mm-hmm. and it was really full time from the time we started thinking about it and putting the classes together when you have your own business it yeah yeah, it's yeah, yeah all yeah. the time for sure um I started a little 500 square foot studio in the South Reno Athletic Club mm-hmm. and then moved to, do you know where that is? I'm thinking... You can see it from the freeway. I feel like... South Meadows. I'm trying to think if it was the same space that we rehearsed for uh, my first acting experience. Um, like Bill Quimby had... No, that was across the street. So that was, okay. I moved and... from the gym to the place across the street where you auditioned or rehearsed or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So on then, Gateway. Cool. And then moved here five and a half years ago. I signed a 10-year lease now. I was like, oh my God, 10 years. That's going to be forever. That's a commitment. And it's already five and a half years have gone by. Halfway there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you want to talk about All right. So we can talk about... <laughs> you got it? No? All right. My dog, Raja, goes everywhere with mm-hmm. me. Your dog, Raja, is a husky. husky. A woolly husky. They have hair. Which all that means is she has a ton of hair. Yeah, that's all a it means. A woolly part, yeah. And then yeah. she drops everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's in your <laughs> eye. Yes. Okay, like, I, I don't know how much you wanted to talk about the future, but uh, I, I guess I am curious to hear about... I mean, because... It's been kind of cool ever since like we had met on Logan. Like I've found a way to be best friends with you since then, <laughs> <laughs> which I like. Uh, so, I, I mean, I get to talk to you quite frequently about like, how's it going and getting some, in, some mm-hmm. insight into like what's going on and all that stuff. But for those that are curious, because like I said, you can at times for for some people trying to pursue the talent side it's a it's a big scary thing to try to make the jump in and talk to Justine about like this is what I want to do mm-hmm. and i'm i'm sure you talk to people all the time about getting those random cold calls about oh my daughter wants to get involved in acting mm-hmm. or hey i want to get involved in acting what do i do how can i get signed yeah. or i don't know if there's some i guess this would be like what's your base advice on I'm sure it could be translated to other regions too but like as far as like Reno goes how you approach people wanting to to get involved in in what your standard opener is for those kinds of people it's tricky because I have the two businesses so true talent agency which is the agency and then take two which is the school yeah Um, I had the school first and was hesitant to open the agency. Number one, I didn't think there was enough business in Reno to mm-hmm. support a talent agency, but also just didn't want those two businesses to sort of cross over and Conf- people think it was conflict a yeah, of conflict of interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. because there have been a lot of sketchy things like that, not just in Reno, but all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the difficult part because when a mom calls me and says, oh, I have a really pretty daughter, she wants to be an actress, but she's never had an acting class or she's never done a play or anything, mm-hmm. but they want to get signed to the agency. 
it's kind of hard for me to make that transition or help them make that transition to yeah. realize that they, they yeah. need to have training. Yeah. So I guess like is it becomes more of an education mode at that time, even mm-hmm. for the person on the phone to be like, let's gauge where this person's at, and then you can split them in either direction, and well, it's kind of like you're or how do, yeah. Well, we that, have two phone numbers, so there's a phone number for True Talent, there's a oh. phone number for Take Two, but yeah. but oftentimes people will refer other people that they know to True Talent, um, and they're just you know cute kids with no experience or anything. And some kids are naturals and don't really mm-hmm. need to do anything. Um, but I think a lot of people will email me, and I respect this, the ones that say, I want to be an actor, and I, I was just wondering if I can get together with you for 30 minutes sure, and sure. talk to you about the business. And I respect that, but at the same time, I can't, yeah. I can't give away 30 minutes of my time with everybody that asks to sit and advise them about the business yeah yeah no for sure i was there's this there's a piece of advice that i just heard recently as far as like optimizing your your time as a professional Mm -hmm. trying to get get forward in the world and stuff and one of the pieces of advice that i was trying to let sink in for myself and you're kind of going at it too is uh is being like be too busy for coffee was kind of Mm -hmm. the the thing there Mm -hmm. is if they wanna, if they wanna meet for coffee, try to get it done over the phone. If they wanna have to do it over the phone, can it be yeah. an email? If they yeah. want an email, can it be text? I know some people like, don't like that. Right. They want that face to face. No, face to face is definitely the most helpful experience you can get. Or I, I, I don't know. It feels like the person-person interaction mm-hmm. is the is the best. But yeah, time is time is. Your question was. So being yeah, in, just introductory advice for somebody wanting to get involved and talk to Justine. What, being that time is valuable, of course. Like you can't just give your whole day to consultations. Mm-hmm. So, how how I know you have like special days where you have kind of people come through. Yeah, we haven't or, even done that in so long. Mm, just having time, and ha- then because you, once it's not just having them come in for the open call, but then you have to address each and every one of them. I find it hard to do that. Yeah. It, it's kind of like just taxing on the day or? It's just following up. And mm. I don't want people to come in and not follow up with them. Right. Yeah. Because so. that would be sad. Yeah. yeah. But I think um, my, I mean, this is my advice, not that sure. anybody's asking. But well, I'm asking. Don't, don't go through Facebook. Like mm. Facebook messages. For me, I have to have it all in one place. Please, if you are, you know, contacting me about business, email me. Because you've got Messenger and you've got Instagram and I just mm-hmm, can't mm-hmm. keep... And people other... try everywhere, I'm sure. Right. So those people on... I've had people get upset on Facebook where you didn't even respond. That's because I don't look at Facebook all the time. <laughs> it's like... Ugh. So I think um, reading what the agency says about how to submit is important. Mm-hmm. Because it's very clear on our website, and there's a submit button just to go there and submit a couple fo- professional photos. Oh my god, professional—that's a subject. Let me well, tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. No, I don't mean by a professional photographer. No, no, for but sure. But I mean, don't have Snapchat filters, you know, with puppy mm. ears, and be dressed. You know, girl or guy, make you know, have clothes on. Oh, you don't want the shirtless pic of the dude. No, or, or girls. Or bikini pic. Right. That so, 
Just nice pair of jeans. How often do you know if they're hot, though? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're thinking. They're like, I got to show it, right? I could show you some stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so when I say professional, I don't mean go out and have a photographer, you know, pay a photographer to submit. Mm -hmm. But have a friend take a photo of you, cell phone photo, you know, in a nice shirt, smiling, no makeup. Hopefully good lighting. Good lighting, yeah. Yeah. And then a full body shot and send those in and be professional. <laughs> no, it sounds, it sounds cut and dry to me, but it does. You are asking people to read, <laughs> which is. Or I'll get some submissions that just say, hey, I want to be a model. No photos or anything. So, of course, I'm not going to answer There's those. no response there, yeah. Okay, I want to be a millionaire. <laughs> Yeah, because, okay, like like you said, a lot of people reach out via the talent agency because there's the there's the two routes, I guess, with you specifically is there's the route where Justine helps me make money and there's the route where I'm paying money. Right, right. So, of course, I want to aim mm-hmm. for the how do I of make course, money. Of course, everybody wants to get signed to an agent. Not everybody wants to do what it takes <laughs> to, do the to work. get signed to an agent. Yeah. So, I could see how it's hard to... Because that's, yeah, that's the, the default thought, and then you have to somehow, hopefully they realize that they need this, or however it works. That's the mindset, because so many people, there have been so many scammy companies out there. So, you know, the whole thing right. is, oh, you don't pay anything. You're not supposed to pay anything. If they like mm-hmm. you, they'll pay for it all. Well, that's not, I mean, in the 50s, I think they paid for you to get your hair done and buy you clothes and stuff. But even in the 50s, whatever they paid for came out of your paycheck. Later on. Later. Yeah. So, it's a... It's, you know, if you want to be a pilot or a doctor, you have to go to school. So you have to go to school to be an actor. There's some famous actors that still take acting classes. No, for sure. You got to, you got to keep the, uh, it's like going to the the muscle, Mm -hmm. the muscle in shape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the intro. That's, that's the, that's the person trying to get in, get involved in the, in the space. And I don't, how, is, is it pretty consistent on people reaching out or does it, does it fluctuate or does something happen in town where there's like an inflow of? It's pretty consistent. I'm surprised because I'm just in little old Reno. So I sure. feel for, now I can understand why agents in big markets only take referrals now because mm-hmm. the amount of submissions they must be getting are crazy. It's too much. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. So you're almost going the same route. No, I mean nowhere near. But there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. You I can. get a lot of submissions, and mm-hmm. I can't, um, I can't respond to them mm-hmm. unless I'm interested in them coming in. That's How probably do... something people need to know too in this business. You know, that if you submit or you audition for something, you only hear from them if you get it. <laughs> oh, they're like, hey, did I get the thing? Right. I'm still waiting. Right. Still been, waiting. It's been a couple still, months. Still waiting. <laughs> The ad said, "Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a hard business. I need to make sure I can I have to call it to work tomorrow or not. Like, uh-huh. over. <laughs> all right, uh, cool. So then the people that do get involved on the, I don't know which side, which side is, I don't know. This is not the proper way to ask the question, but well, it is then. more interesting to you." <laughs> Which side, which which side is more fulfilling for you? Is it seeing the people growing and then, or like that that side, or is it seeing people kind of reaping the rewards of 
the growth that they've already like I don't know or if it's different oh, so it's much more rewarding to see people that have come up through take two mm-hmm. like kids like Jasmine you know who started mm-hmm. at 12 and had baggy pants and an attitude um still has an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but his pants aren't saying. Uh, that's much more fulfilling to see these kids that come in and develop and then have some success in the business okay. for sure. I could see that. But being... it is fun when like a young mom or something comes in and she's just pretty and says, people tell me I should model. And she has a great look and then she ends up booking a bunch of jobs. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. one of the best things somebody told me is um, they said, every time I hear from you, Justine, it's good news. Mm. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I like hearing from Justine. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You are, are you still, because I know you transitioned into teaching recently. Oh. Is that still going on? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but I hate it. Because you are, just to clarify, you had to pick up some slack for just I I changed some instructors here <laughs> at the school and so sure. I had a couple of classes um, and you know I have instructors that also have day jobs so for them to mm-hmm. teach every single class here at night and then have a nine to five as well yeah so you specifically teach it's preteen I teach a preteen on camera class and then the tiny little ones four to seven year olds okay. which I love because they're so funny is that more than you were teaching before? I felt like you are only doing one class. Did it? And I also teach two online classes. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what? What? <laughs> all right, so. so we had, so when the whole, all the COVID stuff that everybody's going through, when they, everything closed down, we closed down for two and a half months and we went, took all of our classes online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And about, I'd say about 80% of the students stayed and took classes online. And then when we reopened June 9th, almost all of them came back in person, but there was this small little percentage that still don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's the online class that I teach. And then it's just it's just that small percentage that you're yes. teaching. So it's like... Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's still, whether it's 10 kids in a class or three, it still takes up that hour. But it's a separate hour. Yeah, it's a separate hour. Okay. It's not... <laughs> Oh, oh, you're yeah. It's not the same time as the other. Yeah, class. yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what I was thinking for a second. Like, where I don't feel like that would be optimal anyway. Yeah. We just have like an iPad set up and right. just streaming. And that's, I've had some friends do, ask me about that, but I don't can't do quite figure it out in my just mind. Do it. <laughs> it's one or the other. It's all online or it's yeah. not. It's my my. No, I think. See, I think the online is there's probably a big market for it even outside of this area. Like I know um, uh, there's a place across the street that teaches music. And I think some people have like opened up a whole new market for themselves when they had to take things online. I don't really like it. It's not as much fun online as it is in person for sure. It's not not real. (laughs) You taught an online class for me. Yeah. Yeah. I had the luxury of being a a guest, a guest instructor or Mm -hmm. however that worked. But that was cool. Like I, it's weird to me, I'm trying to imagine, I'm trying to put myself in the actor's shoes, where it feels like, I mean, it's a win-win temporary situation mm-hmm. to where, I think I might have mentioned it to you too, where I like the idea of if you're an actor, being good 
in these situations is key anyway. So you might as well get good at it because the way the world's working anyway, you're more likely to be self-submitting via right. via the same method that you're Zooming in class. So and that if not even you self-submit, but then you have a live audition through Zoom. Mm -hmm. Easton and I did one of those recently mm -hmm. for a national mm -hmm. commercial, and we got a call back. And so there's the director and there's the casting director yeah. and the camera guy, and you're auditioning virtually and they're directing you and you're, it's just like being in the room really except it's not, <laughs> it's not. but i get I, okay, okay yeah it's like the introductory phases it's this self-submit with your video and then we call you for the call back you we have the zoom call with you but they were booking people are booking straight from those straight from virtual them. they're not bringing people in in person i, I guess some people I'm are sure, i'm sure it depends on the the scale of the project too it's like we really need to feel the on the on-screen chemistry between two actors yeah you're not going to get that That's via true. the via the mm -hmm. zoom but i'm sure it's more often than not you got to be good i personally think they're going to hold on to the virtual casting room for a long time they've realized oh this is much easier mm -hmm. it's easier for everybody technically mm -hmm. like the traffic in los angeles is crazy enough yeah. so you might as well if you could do it almost without living in la too like mm -hmm. you can just i don't know how it works but it does simplify the process yeah. i don't know <laughs> i don't know okay so you came back from covid you opened up your doors and it was like the floodgates open. People were so bored and so tired of staying home and so excited just to do something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, most of the people came back. And, uh, and for all the classes, mm -hmm. too? Nice. Although Michael, our voice instructor, he still does some online voice. That's the weird thing to me, an online voice class. Because you know how Zoom is, right? Zoom and all the virtual stuff. You've got all the um, interruptions of the internet and you've got uh, it doesn't sound right is that more of the right or it freezes and mm -hmm. so. but they've been doing um, virtual voice lessons for a long time people pay big money to do voice lessons with people all over the world I've never understood it but yeah yeah I think you need to be there in person that, that sounds more like a zoom friendly thing to me than the acting but really yeah no <laughs> acting acting i gotta feel what you're giving me and react well, like in the scene if we're rehearsing on zoom then there's just like like i can't touch my scene like it's just i don't know there's an element missing no, I, get to me, I get that i get that or his voice i don't know we've done who, a table read for mm -hmm. a movie with you know 30 people in the cast zoom that's a nightmare <laughs> that sounds like torture <laughs> I just think that you have to, I don't know, um, right now, you have to kind of accommodate everybody for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we're going to offer the online classes forever, but it, probably at least through this year, mm -hmm. just to see what happens. Until you guys shut down for the holidays or something. Yeah. The new year, maybe. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I guess it depends on what the demand is, right? Yeah, and <laughs> I feel bad. I was telling Rob this that, you know, each week I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the last week I do an online class. Mm -hmm. But then you get in the class, and you can tell that these kids who haven't been allowed to leave their house for seven months okay. are so happy to be doing something yeah, that they this love. Is, this but... is the thing they look forward to each mm -hmm. week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We do it for the kids. I don't want to be the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can always blame it on somebody else, but 
in the end, it, yeah, that, that is a weird thing of, of being the, being the, the boss is it is up to you on what happens. So that's kind of Oh, cool. thanks, Eddie. Yeah, that is Pressure. cool. Pressure. That's fun. That's fun. Um, okay. So you open, okay. You open your doors and yes. people have, people have enjoyed it yes. and you've kept them and it's been, it's been going, it's been going well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far as the agency, that kind of stopped completely for about 30 days. There was nothing at all. Mm. And then a few things started trickling in, and there were very small productions. And, um, but now it's pretty much back to, normal. back to normal. I mean, there are a few big clients missing that just aren't doing, doing ads because mm -hmm. they have no reason to. Mm -hmm. But it's good. It's interesting. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How is it in LA? Um, Do you feel like it's getting back to normal, or I think you guys are—it's tighter restrictions there. Yeah, we're still. As of right now, I don't even know what's going to happen with the with California's crazy. So we still like over here in Reno. You can dine. You can dine indoors in Reno. You guys can't dine in. We can't indoors. dine in. It's only outdoor dining still. Like we still haven't even gone far enough. Like they opened malls maybe just a couple months ago or even sooner than that. But it's been super slow. Like I mean like Disneyland's still closed. Like we're still movie theaters are still closed. Like a lot of stuff is still just not in operation. See, so I kept saying after the election we'll know, but we may not know. <laughs> It's tough. It's this tough. This is but November fourth. I don't know. As far as the tough thing about COVID, of course, is there's really nothing to be done to really be safe about it. The only way to be truly a hundred percent safe and make those people happy that need a hundred percent of safety is to not do it. Mm -hmm. So whenever I think about productions that are going forward anyway. Uh, I think about like, well, why are we even like, what, what good is this temperature check at the door doing for us? Like I could be, what's the, what's the term when you're not showing symptoms? I could be asymptomatic. Like, so for every, you're working on productions all the time. Do you have to have a COVID test every time? I got my first COVID test for the short film we're doing. At right, Marino, right. And I had done, I had never, that's my first time. Did they do both nostrils way up into your brain? It was, a, just, it was a swab. It was a fast it was the the yeah. mouth swab. And oh, that was like okay. a one day turnaround. Correct. I was happy about that. Yeah. But no, the other productions I had done, it was just the signing away. Like, have you have really? you been in contact with anybody with COVID? Like the whole fourteen day thing. You, every day you check that thing in. You sign the box. You get your temperature okay. check. I'm surprised because here in up. Reno. Everybody has to have a COVID test. So it, the it's kind of all over the place. That's yeah. the issue. It's mm -hmm. like some pro some productions require the COVID mm -hmm. test daily. Some require at the beginning before you show up. Some yeah. don't require it and you just have to sign stuff. Like it's just. Yeah. And then, and then of course, there was the whole news of uh, Robert Pattinson. They came back to shoot. They put, he's shooting the Batman right now. He's the new Batman. What Bat did you say? Robert Pattinson. Oh, I thought you said Rob Pence. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Is he related to Mike Pence? <laughs> no. Robert Pattinson. Oh, yeah, what happened with that? He's playing yes. Batman, uh -huh. and they released a trailer recently, which was super cool. 
but uh, <laughs> they halted production for COVID, and then they brought production back not too long ago, and three days in, they had to shut down because Pattinson tested positive for COVID. And and that's that's a production where they have the resources. Right. If you can't if you can't keep your lead actor safe. Oh, with a million, with uh-huh. the millions and millions that you mm-hmm. have to back up and do it right, then how could you trust a non-union yeah. production to come back and do it right when they don't have the resources? Mm-hmm. It's just like there's no. It's just all sketchy. So, <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's kind of coming back. I don't know. I, I I I don't know how many of the people that I know. Like I don't know how many people are working or what the mm. percentages are, but. For me, I've gotten lucky enough to have stuff start coming in, mm-hmm. but I'm expecting twenty twenty one to be a good year. Let's hope. Right? <laughs> uh, fingers crossed. We're supposed to go to a convention in LA in January, like the convention, the IMTA thing, but it's the Industry Network. Yeah. With sixteen of my actors here, mm-hmm. mid January. I'm hoping. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> That's my prediction. I, I, I think so. Because I submitted to a couple of film festivals that are playing in like November maybe, like this month. Or mm-hmm. or, or they're, <clears throat> I get the notification of a film gets in November right. and they're happening like late November, December, or January or something in that phase. And I'm like, these are going to go. And they're, lo- they're highly local. And I'm like, these are probably going to go virtual only. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I don't see it. LA is too crazy. It's not gonna. It's not gonna flip by January. But I guess fingers yeah, crossed. Fingers crossed. crossed. I'm. I'm just going with the facts here. I'm going with the track record of of. It's been it's been intense down there. Now, what is your favorite? What are your highlights of uh, Take Two? When you think about. I know, like, I've taught a couple workshops here. I don't want those to be the default answer. It's me, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know as of late, as of late, the big, the big story that I've seen, I've seen running, as far as, I guess, like, the entire city in general is Jasmine Badawalia and his Mm -hmm. jump. Uh, I feel like it's been almost a couple of years now since he's done it. Um, But he, he got cast as the Blue Ranger in Power Rangers, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he trained here, which is super cool. Still does. Still, Still does, does, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to, if we can, we can give no, it No, I mean, that that's, is one of the best things. I mean, it's super exciting, especially since he's really, like, one of the actors that has really stayed consistent you know he never gets lazy mm-hmm. he would go to LA for an audition audition turn mm-hmm. around come back and be in acting class that night where you know other people are like well I'm so tired I just drove back to LA <laughs> but that's never been him so you have yeah. to give him kudos for that you know yeah. um, and he's back here he doesn't think he's you know too, too his head hasn't so, gotten too big uh, no I mean well okay. it's gotten it's, I'm sure <laughs> But he he still knows that he has to train and he he auditions and you know he just recently did a short film here, so he like he loves, yeah, acting, and that's that's what yeah. I think I saw a poster and he was in it recently. Yeah, 
Capture Narcos. Oh, yeah, that one. That's <laughs> a short? Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight-minute short that I think is going to Amazon. Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon, yeah. yeah. It's just cool. I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah. Oh. It's cool stuff. You just have to work. Um, uh, but aside from... Because he's the most recent, like I said. So I know prior to him... Uh, I know... I don't know. Uh, who else would... Because I know... Well, Luke Clark is a young kid that won the talent search that we had at Take Two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, he's gone on to do This Is Us. and um, That's right. Oh, Fisher, something Fisher. Uh, I don't know. He's, I can't remember the name. Mm-hmm. Um, did this feature film called Fat Cam. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to do Three Stooges, but I think that whole thing with yeah, COVID yeah, yeah. kind of got stopped. But he's he auditions for some big stuff, and I think we'll see a lot of him in the future. Um, Damon Nelson, who was the face of Guess and moved to L.A., and now he's trying to the face of Guess. Yeah, he's a Guess model. He's that model out in the lobby mm. with the platinum hair, mm-hmm. very androgynous, very Guess. Yeah, he's very Guess. Um, and then, and then there was uh, that cool, uh, like Grace was well, one of the instructors. Was, there was I remember the the hype of her being on. She got to make like American Idol. For oh yeah, uh huh. That was kind uh-huh. of a cool yeah. thing. Well, Grace is just awesome all around. Yeah. She's a local celebrity, super talented person. <laughs> Shout out to Grace. Yes. <laughs> Grace is cool. Yeah. Um, and then we've had a couple life kids in Lifetime stuff, mm-hmm, young people. Mm-hmm. Lifetime movies have been great locally. They cast some local parts. Yeah, what was her name? Melissa Joan Hart? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She did two Lifetime movies in yes, this area, so one in Tahoe and one in Last Darius. year was uh, Christmas Reservations. And we had, uh, no, I'm not, I said it as a question, but I didn't expect yeah. you to know the answer. We've <laughs> um, had wine. Uh, but we had two kids that had, um, big roles in that movie and then we had a ton of people that had some little smaller roles Yeah. and then most recently uh, Feliz Navidad mm. Angel had a pretty good part in okay. that movie and a bunch of extras you know it's it's a big deal for people to do extra work on stuff like that it pays well because it's union mm-hmm. so it's not bad when you do union extra no work. it's cool any opportunity to be on set is a, is a plus yeah and uh, I think I like how much more appreciative people are of the experience in Reno versus oh yeah LA, yeah, where it's like, wait a second, I'm not going to be an extra on this thing. I'm down here <laughs> to be the lead role. And uh, well, agents always tell you, you know, don't get known as an extra. Maybe. I don't know if that still applies, but I, I think know. it does. I think it's some sort of some sort of there's something in the water that prevents. I don't know. Like I. Uh, I have, I know plenty of people that have moved down as an actor and I, I don't know if I feel like being on set in any capacity is like, all right, sweet. At least you're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have a different work ethic from most people. I like oh, to that's right. That. I forget. I forget that. <laughs> Please tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie, tell me how old were you? <laughs> When I realized how great I was. Um, okay. But it's true. You do. Oh, thank you. Most people are not like that. I still say that's the jazz, too, is 
He's got great work, work ethic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do now, not so much then. Mm -hmm. But Well, you didn't need it in the beginning, supposedly. You just kind of coasted and things not. came to you. But I was cast <laughs> as an extra in a some kind of beer commercial. I don't know. I did a couple beer commercials. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting a line or something. So you never know what will happen. You could get bumped. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's something I think about with, with Mustang was, was because um, I came on, that was a weird situation for me when I came on as like an assistant to the production coordinator, office coordinator. That Eddie, he always, <laughs> always able to. Exactly, I'm good. All right, so, so I came on as the assistant to the office production coordinator or whatever that position is. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I fell out of that because the person above me couldn't do their job, so they got bumped, and somebody else came in. So I, I was lingering for a bit, and then I was the assistant. Okay, I didn't know that's how that went down. And then I became, and then there was an opportunity for me, and this is another moment for me to tout myself here. There was a decision to be made <laughs> when uh, I had to pick up mm -hmm. the director and some of the key crew from the airport and drove them back to Carson City. And then when we got to Carson, the director was like, I need to be in San Francisco to like audition this girl. Kind of similar situation to the extras. It's mm -hmm. like she has experience mm -hmm. with what the role offers. And uh, the producer's trying to figure out how are we going to get her to San Francisco. And I, I, was in a, I was put in a position, do I want to drive the rest of the key crew up to Virginia City to do some sort of scout up there? Or do I want to drive with the director to San Francisco? I did not know this part of the story. Yeah. So then I was like, well, you know, the answer is obvious here. Like I, <laughs> I, I cleared my day because I had a feeling something, like I didn't know what was going to go down. So I had an open day and I was like, well, of course I would love to have the one-on-one -on -one time with the director. Mm -hmm. This is probably the only chance I'll get. And uh, yeah, we spent what it's like four or five hours mm -hmm. to get there. Plus, well, you must drive slow if it takes you five hours to get there. Well, you know, you gotta drive safe <laughs> when you're with the when you're with the director. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we so we drove out there just us. I think we grabbed like Pat Ty while we were there. Mm -hmm. Drove back. She covered for me on the drive for a bit. Was was not the best driver. <laughs> So then I took the wheel back. I mean, don't worry. Like, I got my nap in. I could finish the drive. Because it was, like, dark. And, like, you know, like, the over Tahoe, like, the, yeah. the, the roads can get. Yeah. If you're not used to it, it's it can be kind of scary. Um, but then I, that that experience with her, those 10 hours I spent with her, caused her to have this, like, I was, like, one of the only people she knew. So when she was feeling overwhelmed, she asked if I could help her out. And I got promoted mm -hmm. from my from my. Uh, my lingering position rank to her personal assistant and then that's oh and then being that I was always close on set and I didn't really have any tasks to do mm -hmm, a lot of the time because mm -hmm. she was chill um, I got thrown in as an extra like all the oh, time oh that's right I remember oh, seeing you when I, I saw like, the movie <laughs> it's like we need somebody in the background as an inmate right there <laughs> who do we have Eddie <laughs> I'd have to run to costumes all the time and oh just, my like, gosh. put my yeah. jumpsuit on and, <laughs> and, uh, and do that. But I got to be an extra, like, eight or nine times in the movie just because I was there yeah. on crew. So when I compared 
And then at, at that point, maybe I was like half thinking about like, oh, like acting's kind of cool or whatever. But uh, was I, it after that no. or before that when you came in and you auditioned with me for a commercial for that radio spot? <laughs> no, that that wasn't a real audition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't remember which one you're referring to because I know there was one later on when you asked me to come in because you needed just more more submissions, <laughs> and then I was like, "Fine, I'll do it." And then I butchered that and I hated it. <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, this is yep." No, but I decided pretty early on that acting wasn't going to be my thing. Uh-huh. It was early in my same but different short film phase where I was like, "All yeah. right, I enjoy the backside, mm-hmm. the behind the camera more." Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. Same, yeah. Same. Yeah. But I, I did I did like the chances like being on crew got me more opportunities to be on camera mm-hmm. than just pursuing just the camera side, which was weird to me to to witness. And some people think if if I'm gonna try to be a PA on a thing, then they won't see me as an actor. Mm. But maybe I mean there's a chance that you might just be the one that fills in because like I was on a on like a TV show recently. And the actor that we had for the, like the day player, his temperature reading, oh geez, was too high. He, because, uh-huh. So we couldn't let him in the building. So we had to like recast in the moment oh with somebody from the crew. And what was that for? That was for a, a veteran television oh. uh, kind of like skit show. And um, luckily, like a lot of the people, some people on crew are just like veterans and have been a part of the production before. Mm-hmm. So there's some like PAs and stuff that I guess had acted and were funny and because uh, it was a comedy uh-huh. and we just had to that was an opportunity for somebody to step up from their PA role and act with like a ton of dialogue because the actor and it was you no it wasn't me oh <laughs> it wasn't me I did not I did not uh, no it was for like a military general kind of loud loud personality okay. that would not have been no oh, no that wouldn't have been you that would not have yeah, been yeah i me. think that would have been more and more of these days those lines get blurred like people are doing everything mm-hmm. you know, people are making their own movies oh, starring writing directing producing starring in their own movie and well it's more control <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know once you turn into a ryan reynolds or something and Rather than just waiting for somebody to cast you, you attach yourself to yeah. a project and yeah. it gets funding because you're a part mm-hmm. of it. Like it's the whole, that's the dream right there. That's Having the, the Reese Witherspoon power of, <laughs> of green lighting the own, your own stuff, mm-hmm. which is cool. But they're not going to, they're not going to produce a film for them to be like an assistant director on it or something. Well, no, you know? no. <laughs> it's not that blurred. But, uh, yeah. I just mean with people doing their own stuff out of necessity, really. You know, they're doing a small project and don't have a budget, so they're kind of doing everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm all about that. I know. I'm all about that. <laughs> so how, what is Reno, is Reno evolving to you? Is it growing? I think so. In, uh, I think so. I, I mean, it's definitely growing if you're just talking about numbers. Well, sure. But the business, um, as far as the... I think so. And I think... COVID, in a sense, has helped a little bit because California is so strict. So I think a few things have gotten pushed this way. Mm. And it's just spreading out all over. Mm-hmm. California is not the 
the spot anymore. Four. Again. <laughs> How many times? We should have played a drinking game. Every time you do this. There's <laughs> an air quote. Because um, that was all, I mean, that was a big reason for me moving from Reno to Los Angeles is because he, I can't be a script supervisor well, in Reno, yes, of course. So You can, but you can't make any money. I would have made some money this weekend. I would have been the only script supervisor to respond in the film, Reno Film Collective thing. Yes, I'm free. Please. And then I would have shown up and uh, not know what I was doing. Were you like, was that like a what? Was that like a what? Oh, I don't know. Sending a subtle message there? No. No, okay. Um, but like, I, I don't know. Nevada... What? Because I guess I'm I'm more referring to the moments we had where the tax incentive came through and the convention center got like the cool <laughs> name slapped over yeah. it, mm-hmm. and then it got taken, minute. and then it got taken away, mm-hmm. and we no longer had a studio that we we're trying to push. Well, that was never a good <laughs> studio to begin with. Right? <laughs> it was a nice idea. It was a nice idea, but it was. I would like to see somebody try at least. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with how that would have played out, but that was I'm not, that was a little messed up from the beginning. What's your? I don't know. Do, what, do you have any takes on that? Okay, just no. I think every, anybody that knew anything about that knew that it, there was some, that it was never going to work. Well, yeah, I think that there are some wrong, not the right people handling it. Mm-hmm. And then when they took all the money. It went from twenty million to two million. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> okay, but I'm like since then, I get the incentive came back. That's why Mustang shot here, right? Like, well, yeah, it's it is here, but there just wasn't as much money yeah. allotted for it. Yeah. It wasn't the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about when I was here, of course, I'll plug my little group called the Reno Film Collective. Mm -hmm. And my crossroads was, do I want to stay in Reno and try to build the foundation in which some, I can build whatever I, what what I need here to exist. Mm -hmm. Or do I jump ship and jump to the the bigger pond and Mm -hmm. and try to grow on my own over there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the community has made any real any steps forward in that growth of that foundation here i mean it's only been two years since i moved mm-hmm. so it's not that much time but i do kind of keep an eye mm-hmm. and see what's going on but i don't know what your perspective is not that i'm aware of i think that's it's pretty much been stagnant or you know stayed the same um certainly nothing like that like the whole studio and everything has mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. even been talked about as far as i know What? Maybe you will in ten years from now, Jeez. after you've done uh, mega films, and you thank me on stage when you win an oh, Academy geez. Award. <laughs> uh, you'll come back here. That'll be cool, huh? And create something. That's kind of the thought, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, the other part of me is like, does Reno deserve it? <laughs> Well, that's not nice, Eddie. <laughs> no, no. It's more of like I guess with individuals, some things that I that I that I take 
let's say if an actor wants to get cast and I don't see them doing the work, then I'm like, well, I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to cast you because these other people I see hustling, like the like that kind of preference goes to. So when the when, when I see, I'm like, does Reno really want it? Like I don't know if they have anything going on. Am I gonna force it upon Reno to just shoot here because it means something to me, or or are people gonna appreciate the work that I've done to bring a project back? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I lo- I would love to have the opportunity to shoot my Marvel part of my Marvel movie here, and get some get some people uh involved and that would be super cool i've been joking about i want to take squirrel girl on in <laughs> five years and add her to the cinematic universe <laughs> of marvel and maybe have uh robert downey make a cameo in reno that'd be super cool <laughs> that would be super cool <laughs> that would. yeah but well but yeah like i i don't know because i know like you <clears throat> You are a resource in in ways to. I don't know how much you 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 think about. I think about it in a way of like giving back to the community in terms of like, mm-hmm. all right, sweet, I have, like you know people, and people know you know people. Mm-hmm. So how, like I think you have a lot of power in terms of. Kind of what what's possible here, and I don't know what you're what your take on, on that is. I, I don't think about it like that at all. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm just busy doing what I'm doing. So sure. I don't, the other side of production, I, I don't feel like that's going to come from me, you know? I'm more of the actor side. And, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. certainly, I barely can keep up with what I do. Um, I don't know. And, you know, the production companies that we have here in town are super busy but not doing film for the most part not it's doing like film commercial work. Yeah. mostly yeah yeah so I, i'm not sure mm-hmm. emily skyle what about emily i don't know just thinking you know maybe she's she had she had just started filming one of three shorts when covid hit so she had mm. three shorts lined up and that, the one when eric roberts came up here i'm not sure if you knew about that what was the name of that movie i'm totally drawing a blank she's I, gonna shoot me i don't I don't know. I saw the coverage for it. Well, you can blame it on the wine. I know. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I guess if it's... I don't know. Like, I guess my experience now that I've been living in Los Angeles is I feel like most people that I meet in L.A. that have moved there have similar experiences to their hometowns. Really? Where it's like, oh, you're from some Montana town or something, and they're like, yeah, we have like, like yeah, I was I was making my own stuff, and it was, you know, like we have locations that you can pass for, you know, mm-hmm. desert. You can mm-hmm. have locations you can pass for this, and there's a lot of potential there. But like, I'm moving here because of this. I'm like, oh, that sounds exactly like my situation. Like just small scale and trying to get it done mm-hmm. and get experience then you just jump ship because nothing's happening there yeah and that's just more often than not the scenario and i guess we're all just trying to find ways to take stuff back i guess but uh I, I mean, when, when production like georgia right is in another sort of the walking dead started isn't it in georgia that the walking dead started filming and that kind of maybe 
Are you talking? Okay, go on. So it just seems to me that uh, it's not going to come through necessarily a filmmaker that's from that town. Mm -hmm. It's it's going to grow because of a production that decides they want to shoot there. Yeah, once, of course, like once it takes. Yeah, once Disney and Marvel shoot and take over the town, then you're like, oh, we're shooting every Marvel movie here in this consistent work for Mm -hmm. X amount of time. And that's what they did in New Mexico, and they shot in Albuquerque for the first Avengers movie. And then eventually they moved to Georgia, and they just shoot out there now. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess that's more of the endorsement you want. And whoever's idea... I mean, it's the money people. It's the money people's idea. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you're saying I have to run a studio now? Oh, shucks. I think it's pretty daunting for people like us to start that. To tackle tackle that? I mean, I guess the, the, the other best case scenario is you're a part of the process on some sort of like indie darling that kind of makes mm-hmm. some waves. And you're like, oh, that was, and it highlights the city in some capacity. Right. And you're like, oh, I never saw, I never thought Reno had personality like that. I just thought it was a dingy, <laughs> dingy, dirty town. I think Reno has a lot to offer in the way of production, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, it's because we're from here. <laughs> People that aren't from Reno have noticed. Like, there are some people that I talked to on this latest production where they're like, yeah, I thought, like, I heard that this, like, being in Reno was going to suck and it was going to be this Oh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. And I'm like, uh-huh. wait, how did you, like, and then we're in the town and they're seeing, like, oh, there's, like, it's lush mm-hmm. and there's, like, cool downtown in the distance there. And it's like, oh, this is, like, a big, this is a real big city. Like, this is, this yeah, is real. Yeah, 30 minutes drive, you can be at Lake Tahoe. Yeah, this is, like, a, yeah, it's a, this is a real mm-hmm. town versus whatever they expected, mm-hmm. just the one, one downtown street right. that's, that's from the 19, yeah. yeah. They thought it was going to be Virginia City. <laughs> that was going to be Virginia, or or just downtown by itself, because downtown can be a little that's true, a little dirty. Yeah, it's still lots of opportunities for shooting. <laughs> yeah, uh, looks depending great. on what you're doing, it looks great in the frame. <laughs> okay, how much did you want to talk about in terms of what's next for Justine? Mm. I don't know. I don't know how how public you've been about. Uh, the future of Take Two and the future of the Justine Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about it with some people. Okay, but it's not it's not no. podcast worthy. Okay, no. probably not. Probably don't say it. And who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So we got a little bit of time left to to burn. So <laughs> we could have played Twister. Eddie, the game guy. Did you see the pictures come up on Memories on Facebook of your mm. birthday party? Mm. Two years ago? Was that two years ago? Was it two years? Yeah, it would have been two years ago. Um, before I moved, again, before I moved to Los Angeles, I was in Reno. Yes. And I hosted my birthday party. Super and we played fun. Twister. And I took some very... You have some photos? Super flattering photos of you guys playing Twister. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's the, that's I put them on Facebook. That's oh, the you? memory I'm talking oh, about. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I... I don't always see the memories on there. Yeah. But it was a good time. It was fun. Voice classes going on in the background. Voice classes. 
okay, one thing I did want to talk to you about and seeing if you can maybe console me. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are... A counselor. Because, you know, I, I look up to just... Oh, my gosh. Stop it, Eddie. <laughs> um, it's getting cold in here. Well, before you were sweating, yes, so... How do you deal with, or I don't, I don't know how much you think about it in terms of like, have you accomplished what you've set out to do with Take Two, and you feel like now you're just kind of coasting, you've you've kind of experienced it, and you're good, or is there? I am thinking about myself as a creative, like I feel a lot of pressure when I think about my next moves and trying to plan for the next big thing and just being that I got my first feature done I'm like all right sweet I got that done it's gonna be coming out soon and <laughs> Ish. it's done it's just trying to figure out the distribution side but regardless it's like all right I've done that on that scale how do I do the next thing and mm-hmm level up from there and it's just really daunting and there's a lot of stress that comes with it when you could a lot of overwhelmness comes with thinking about planning for oh yeah for bettering oneself mm-hmm. and and accepting that so i don't know if you have similar thoughts similar... i think it's a little bit different because i'm so busy in the day-to-day you know of so many people at the mm-hmm. school and so many mm-hmm. personalities and then the agency but initially when I opened Take Two, it was just really to offer up an honest and good place for kids, young adults, adults, whatever, to come and train. Because I had left um, a business that was not always the most honest, the way they brought mm-hmm. people in. And, mm-hmm. and so I just really wanted to have some place where people didn't feel like they'd been bamboozled to mm-hmm. come in. And, mm-hmm. and I think I've accomplished that for sure. Because yeah. we're going on over 11 years. And um, I don't you know, I'll say this like pat myself on but I don't think that there's anybody that's had a really bad taste in their mouth mm. after coming to the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I mean, we still have people that started with us 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and they're still here. So I think that says something. So I feel like I've accomplished what I wanted to. It's like a family and people yeah. love to just hang out and get together outside of here and their friends. And that's really what I wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You can always have more students, more sure, business, right? Sure. Um, and I guess I always have this weird little magical number in my head. Well, you know, this would be a great number, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's already a handful just to. So, uh, yeah, like you said, it, it does sound like a different thing where, if anything, you're trying to keep a ball rolling yes. versus versus. The necessary necessary goal of changing what you're offering, I guess, or whatever the case may be, with like instead of just, let's say, I don't know what the equivalent would be, but I don't I don't know how to. No, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, I feel like we, you know, because most businesses there's that okay, make it past the first year, and then three years, and then five years, and then mm-hmm. ten years, um, just to keep yes. reinventing ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Not to stay stagnant, because eventually someone else will open up something similar. There's always competition, sure, sure, sure. so you just have to keep 
There's got to be better. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we have good instructors, you know. We don't, have, we don't, we don't advertise for our instructors on Craigslist. <laughs> I don't know who that was a shot at, but sure. No, I, that sounds... Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, in that respect, as far as the agency... Um, I don't... Oh, yeah, I get... I don't honestly have, because I have actors that say, well, why can't you just be my agent for LA and all over? And, you know, that's not the best thing for them. I don't have any misconceptions about my abilities or, you know, the, mm -hmm. what I can do. So um, I'm just happy just servicing this area. And, right. and sometimes we get some great projects that come in that are, you know, feature films or like the Lifetime movies, that's yeah. great. It's a stepping stone for the actors. Yeah, yeah. And it mixes things up for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, no, you know, I, don't, sure. I don't have for any sure. like grand visions of... Yeah. There are definitely some actors that come into True Talent that I think, oh my gosh, and I, especially the ones that I've worked with for years and I really do act as a manager, I help develop them. And, mm hmm mm hmm sometimes pay for stuff for them sure. <laughs> that I want to hold on to. You know, I don't want to let them go to another agent, but it's still the best thing for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. No, I, I okay. Because for me, I'm thinking about 2021. Mm -hmm. And I'm freaking out. Are you? I hate it. Well, you just said a few minutes ago, though, 2021 is going to be so much better. It's going to be great, but it's because of the work I've done already to prepare myself for leveling up in 2021. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm considering going union for script supervisor oh. work. I am looking at having my first feature finally being out. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at leveraging that to see if I can get paid for the first time as a director like yeah. that's that's a, that would be like a nice sweet thing to experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then seeing about what I can do to self-produce my next piece too and see if I can get six figures in the bank as a producer director to make my next thing versus the five figures mm -hmm. I had the first time so like I'm just trying to raise the bar everywhere mm -hmm. and that just like it's a scary thing you know <laughs> And it's, uh, it's tough. I always have to keep having to keep myself accountable on myself. Mm -hmm. And I think just, that's uh, the pressure I felt when I was on the other side of the camera. Uh -huh. When I was acting or singing or whatever, there's a different kind of pressure. I mean, there's still obviously mm -hmm. lots of pressure when you have your own business, and, but it's different. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely like I'm trying to imagine the. Okay, like when you were in Nashville, that's a different thing where the pressure is almost being put on by, let's say, like the producer. Like you have to perform this thing because mm -hmm. there's an expectation mm -hmm. that you're here for a reason and you have to live up to their expectation. Yeah. But when, let's say, if you don't have that, then it's only you that's pushing yourself. Right, right. And that's just as scary. That's why I have a personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> personal trainers are great. Uh, I... Somebody crack the whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that would be like the equivalent to a personal trainer on life would be like, I guess like a manager would be like, there's the, 
uh, it's the equivalent of an agent for uh, like a literary agent mm-hmm, would be mm-hmm. a similar mm-hmm. thing for me, I guess. <clears throat> and there's managers for that or yeah. life, life. But coaches. it's not only the manager or the agent's job to it's a crack the whip and make sure you, no, you, you're right. That has to come from you. Nobody else is going to care. <laughs> it's always been the thing. But that's just the. Uh, you're on your own, Eddie. You're I know. That's the, that's, the, that's the hard part. <laughs> Is uh, it's up to me. Yeah, you'll do it. Because <laughs> you are you. <laughs> okay, thank you. You will do it. Let's talk about your man bun. What, what made you, you decide to go with a man bun? I think I don't know if I ever joked about it with you, but it was a. Uh, I had a. I would. I would kind of let my hair grow, to almost long enough to where I could tie it. Mm-hmm. And then I chicken out, and I would get my. So you'd have like a little, little silly little, looking thing little, sticking out little, here. A little tail, uh-huh. some kind. But I, I could never even do it. Like I, I would always chicken out. But I, I, I jokingly like the idea of rocking it after it went out of style. <laughs> uh, I like to wait for things. That's to, how I am too. <laughs> to not be cool anymore. Um, especially leaving Reno helped because everybody in Reno has a man bun. I feel like. Oh, really? Well, I don't know, Who like the that? coffee shops. Like I would go right. to the coffee bar down in Midtown. Last time I was here, and I'm like, whoa! Like every half, every every other dude has a man bun around here. <laughs> so I'm like, this is lame now. I don't want this anymore. But uh, you keep yours fairly low, though. You don't have it sitting on top mm-hmm, of your head like mm-hmm. a genie. I am still learning how to maneuver this hair. <laughs> I haven't done much. Or do you wear it different positions for different outings? You know, like this up here is formal and then down here is more casual. (laughs) I don't know. I just recently saw a woman on set have her like poof on the top. Like that's a messy bun. I don't advise that for you. Okay. But I'm like, I didn't even know that was an option. It's not for you. It's (laughs) not for men. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Because I thought about practicing it just to see. (laughs) I don't know. Cause I don't even feel like this is the right way to. I just put it up, but um, <laughs> for me, it almost felt like a symbolic thing of, of, in a way, like embracing just what I want and just just feeling it out and seeing how it goes and being free, just letting it flow. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a weird hippie. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> hippie. It's a hippie thing. <laughs> so if it's felt in 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 many ways empowering to just walk walk out with a man bun, it's like it's a decision, and I like it. Yes, I, it's a decision. I, I like how it feels, and it feels good, and it's different. And then um, we'll see what the next phase is after this. I, I told you that I say it in the beginning of the yes, podcast. Yes, you might shave your head mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. with the beard still. Are you saying like skin, like bald? Yeah. Yeah. Bicket. Yeah. Okay. My grandpa. What do you mean, your grandpa? M- my grandpa went. Uh, went. He didn't go bald. He sh- He went shaved head early on in his life just to get it over with. <laughs> and every time I post a picture of my man bun, he's like, "Just do the shaved head." <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, Gramps." That's I'm, what I say. I got to that, it. You know, it's just just shave it. Yeah. Yeah, but for now, I dig the. That's well, good. I dig it. Works it. for you. Thank you. But yeah, it's just, uh, but I mean, quarantine helped for sure. Like it was already getting kind of long and then I was kind of like tying it up maybe in like December and then 
we were in March. And it doesn't like, look like you gained the COVID fifteen oh, pounds. Thank you. That Thanks else for pointing did. it out. You know what I did? I got the <laughs> minus fifteen. Oh, oh, that's right. I got ripped. She told me about that. Yeah, <laughs> not out of choice though. <laughs> oh no, mine was kind of half choice. It was it was being frugal. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And also, the I was gymming for the first time in the um, years. Gym. Hitting the gym, yeah. So I was going every day just because I didn't. I mean, out of out of routine because I had not nothing else, going else to do. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, let's yeah. let's get some of the stress out mm-hmm. with some weights and uh, and even half an hour to an hour a day for a while. And yeah, turns out consistency with with a frugal diet and, and right? weight training, uh-huh. you just kind of like shed. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So I did some really interesting workouts during COVID. Outside, you know, just because uh-huh. the gyms weren't open. So we would so you got at, creative. Yeah. Well, my trainer got creative. And we would meet at parks and do some really, I'm not a runner. I am allergic mm-hmm. to running. Mm-hmm. don't like it. I've you, always you said, certainly... I'll run if zombies are chasing me. Okay. <laughs> That's the only reason. All right. <laughs> it's the only reason I'm going to jump out of an airplane too. So if zombies are in there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but he had me running um, Huffaker trails and it's almost, it's a lot uphill. Ooh. I was going to die. Did you ever do sports in school? I did. Like I played basketball. And and I did. Um, no, you know what I did in high school is I would offer to buy my PE teacher coffee and donuts to get out of running. <laughs> it worked. Shucks. I know. So you never pursued. All right. Because like for me, I did cross country in mm-hmm. middle school and then track in high school. Yeah. And then I did running club in college, so I was like... I don't like the way it makes... I don't like the way it feels to run. Like, I know people <laughs> say, hard. oh, it feels great. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't oh, feel great. good, it but like it, feels, it feels good to be good at it. Okay. <laughs> I'm good at other things. I don't need sure, to be sure. running. Sure, sure. It's too late to convince you now. Right. <laughs> You're set in your ways. Okay, but during COVID, you... Yeah, we kinda, just did some interesting things. was like the only option, things, really, yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah, running and then... Doing crazy stuff. Okay. It was fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> yeah, because I know you get your videos posted on occasion. Yes. And I do that. Why, Eddie? I don't even want to stay fit. No, I post them. <laughs> you oh. said I post my videos to be cool. <laughs> that, oh, did I say that? <laughs> yes. Because you're just showing off. You're just showing <laughs> you're off. Yeah, showing off. Showing off. It's kind of PR for your... For your uh, for your trainer, trainer yeah. for sure. Yeah. It was probably more of the point than yes. like, look how buff I, I mean, am. sometimes I'm not going to lie. I'm like, damn, my back looks good. Mm, <laughs> got to show it off while I got it. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> you get that on camera. But then there are other videos that he puts up and I'm like, oh God, why did you put that up there? No, you've kind of answered. I was wondering about your feature film. And that was oh, kind jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can talk about that. <laughs> that was almost one of the reasons I started the podcast was because... I finished the movie, and I have no outlet on feeling the completion of the movie. Uh, like, normally yeah. you have, like, a premiere. Yeah. You can screen it in front of people. You can have your Q&A, and it's like, all right, sweet. I finished the movie. People mm-hmm. saw it. It's out there. Like, I had that experience, mm-hmm. but as of right now, it's like... We could have done that here in the theater. We could have a little premiere. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we can't. We can. Yes, we can. Oh, you mean because... Because of COVID. Uh, uh, you would have to... We can have half capacity. 
50% capacity. See, but it's just, all right. So for me, I was like, all right, what's the, what's the next best, best thing? I was like, I just have to talk to somebody about it. <laughs> let's just, Getting let's just, let's so just, weird. let's just podcast about it. Hopefully somebody asks me about the movie so I can just get it out okay, of Okay, so system. what, what is the plan? It's done. The interesting thing right now is this is my first time going through the distribution phase of of uh, of the process. Like I've made plenty of short films, but I've never like you've made a lot of short films. I made a lot of short films, and it's never been the goal of like trying to monetize one of them. Like this is going to be the big one, right. or whatever the mm-hmm. case is. Um, but making a feature, it feels like this is a proper method to explore that whole side of it. So I've, as of right now, we got uh, one, one distribution offer in oh. through the methods that I went about doing. Oh, sorry. Oops. Oops, sorry. Sound <laughs> camera. <laughs> You're just kicking tables over here. Well, it's squishy. You, know, uh, you set it up to be squishy. Yeah, nice. Cozy. <laughs> Anyway, one you have an offer. So got a distribution offer in. Uh, that was a whole interesting thing. Uh, so I got some sort of like introductory contract review, and the guy I had like a middleman I was dealing with for a while. He's like, yeah, I can like I do this stuff all the time, and I could talk to people and see what I get, and then if mm-hmm. I get anything, I'll let you know. And I'm like, all right, sure, go for it. I don't know who you are, but. I trust the recommendation or whatever the thing is. Uh, so he got one. He eventually connected me. I got the contract. I reviewed it. I'm like, this is, all right, he prepped me for this contract. I'm looking at it. It's kind of what he was saying. And then I was I was mulling over uh, whether or not to go with it or not because I guess it, it feels very introductory first film kind of experience mm-hmm. distribution thing is I like the idea of seeing what the numbers are back, being able to say I got distribution is kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Having it on platforms I couldn't get it on myself is cool. Uh, and then getting the like the the quarterly numbers in and seeing like, all right, sweet, how did our PR do? Are we making any money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever whatever the case is. Um and it was like a weird, like a five-year licensing deal that I got offered. So I, I own the right still. Uh-huh. And they just make like 20% of whatever the movie makes through the process. And I'm like, all right, that sounds well, sure. Whatever. I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> uh, so then I kind of talked it over with some people and had some, some friends look at it and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like, for the for the purpose of the experience... I'm gonna just go with it because they have like a they have an out of you can just write in any reason thirty days you can mm-hmm. opt out of the contract either side can do it and I'm like all right cool like I can just do it for a year opt out and then just put it on YouTube or like whatever and just get it out myself mm-hmm. if I don't like how it's going and I was like sure let's move forward let's move forward send me the next updated whatever I gotta do cool. And they sent me an updated one, and a lot of verbiage changed on the next oh. one. And I was like, wait a second here. Can you say the platform? Uh, no, the platforms are TBD. Like, once we sign, they submit it to oh, platforms, and okay. whether or not the platform is accepted oh, okay. is a whole thing. Okay. Um, so I don't, that, that's kind of the weird thing, too, is like, I don't know where it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. 
So did you sign it after? No, like I, that's what I'm going through right now. Okay. Because I just got it recently, maybe earlier this this week, and uh, they changed the opt out things. Like it's only certain circumstances I can opt out of the contract, and Sneaky. it's like <laughs> before it was a five year deal, and. Uh, there's an option to renew after that. But now it's a five-year deal with automatic renewal unless I opt out with the written correspondence 30 oh. days before. So I'm like... That's not huge. But it's I don't like the automatic. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, just mm-hmm. the option's cool and we can talk about it then, mm-hmm. but don't indefinitely keep right. this going. Like, it's kind of... Uh, it's just dumb. So just like little verbiage <laughs> things like that that I'm, I, I responded with. So that's where I'm at right now. I was like, yo, hey, uh, these changed. What's up with that? I'd prefer the other. Mm-hmm. And just seeing what happens because it's kind of like. So it's been uh, it's been interesting. Hmm. And it's, it's weird. <laughs> I think you're right, though. You have to move on from it. So hopefully you can come yeah, to an cause, agreement on cause that. It's like I can't, I can't really leverage it until it's out there. Mm-hmm. People... Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say I got a feature done all I want, but until right. until you, whether you're gonna watch it or not, like yeah. until it's available, it's kind of a I'll believe it when I see it kind of mm-hmm. thing. So do it. Do what? Do it. Do the distribution. <laughs> right, but I don't like the okay. I mean, they're not gonna watch the podcast. <laughs> it's very zen. They don't like okay. I like the idea of the, the easy out of I can just sign out of the contract and then put it up and mm-hmm. just be done with it. But I don't like being stuck for the five, like five years is. But, but you were thinking of putting it on YouTube for free. So why would it matter? if? Well, the issue is, again, I don't know where it's going to land. Mm-hmm. So if I sign mm-hmm. it off and it lands on some. You don't get any kind of rights to refusal or like you they don't say hey so and so has offered to you don't get to see it or approve it first i don't not i don't know specifically but all my understanding is is they submit it to the platform Mm -hmm. let's say uh charter cable Mm -hmm. and charter cable says yes we'll we'll put it on our Mm -hmm. platform I don't think it goes to me and be like, "Hey, Charter Cable approved the so platform. Get do you, your approval, do you yeah. want to let it go?" I don't. I don't feel like that'd be a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like I already, I already said, distribution company, please get it on platform. Yeah. But like, if it ends up on an obscure one and it only ends up on like on two, and you don't look for movies on Charter, like, hey, I don't want to watch a movie right, on Charter right. for three dollars, like whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much control I have over mm-hmm. that. So then if it's stuck there for five years and it makes it hard for the people that I want to watch it, watch it, then it's a detriment to the Mm -hmm. movie. That's kind of where I'm kind of... Yeah. Because YouTube's easy. It's just there. You can watch it. Yeah, but... But it just feels not like a movie at that point. So it's a a struggle. Hmm. It's a struggle. But again, Amazon Prime is easy to get on. Is it? It's basically a YouTube... And but it doesn't feel like a YouTube to people. Yeah, to people. And so, that, why don't you do that? Well, because it's not the. Again, I don't like idea. <laughs> what I, what I would do is it would go to YouTube and Amazon Prime. Like mm-hmm. it would just go to wherever I could get it on myself, and it would end up there. But it's still, 
to me, I know how easy it is to get a thing on Amazon Prime. So it doesn't feel any different to YouTube to me. Are you like wanting Netflix or Hulu? Or, I don't yeah. even know. I Netflix and Amazon Prime and Apple, that's... Well, I mean, ideally... I mean, as of this, I'm just stoked the movie's done. <laughs> yeah, but we want to see it somewhere. <laughs> sure. I mean, I've no, seen it, but... <laughs> I'm stoked the movie's done. I don't really... I didn't put much stock onto where I was going to end up. I didn't make it... I didn't make it with a big scale Netflix dream. I just made it for my personal experience as a director to say... I produced and directed a feature. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, it's true. No, that's the great. The but, experience is bigger but than... But now that it's done... And your movie is a lot better than a lot of stuff I've seen on Amazon. You should get it out there. Sure. I'm going to get it out there. <laughs> we'll just see how it gets out there. Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of, of just getting that distribution experience. That way I yeah. can leverage that experience on the, on the bigger true. one that's yeah. next. And mm-hmm. I can be familiar with the process and all that stuff. All right. Well, thank you, Eddie. Oh, please. For that. Oh, please. <laughs> Who's <Yeah>. interviewing him? <laughs> Good question. Um, but yeah, I got to figure out all that Kickstarter stuff for sure. Get people their scripts and their digital copies, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to, to get it out there. Um, I don't want to talk about politics with you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's too fresh. For those that are, yeah, we are currently we're in the limbo world of this is the fourth of November. Yes. And we don't know well, we the probably outcome. Probably won't know until twenty twenty one. We don't. We don't know what's happening. <clears throat> Which it just makes sense, you know. Have you twenty twenty with a bang? How, have you spent much time <laughs> stressing about the world? How much does it weigh on you, or you kind of just chill? Uh, obviously, the first couple weeks of COVID shutdown were stressful, mm-hmm. but mostly just for my business, not like not, I wasn't afraid of of that. loved ones getting sick or not anything really. like that. I wasn't. I'm still uh-huh. not. Um, you know, I think yeah. no. <laughs> sure, my mom. Sure. I told you, my mom and dad got COVID, and my dad mm. is 80, and my mom's 75. Oh wow! Um, and my dad has underlying conditions, but he was fine. My mom was really sick. I mean, I went through a little stressful period. But it's but, okay. What was what was your stress? If it wasn't that, then what were you stressed? Was it just the business? Was it, it was like where's money going to be coming from? Was yeah, I think mostly because I feel like that's a lot of people's stress. Yeah, my businesses, most, and then um, you know the people that work here, also the instructors and um, the kids too. You know, when we were online with them for two months, two and a half months. You could, especially if when we first got online with them, they were so excited. They were just so mm. happy. So, um, yeah, mostly that. And then Rob is uh, law enforcement, so there was stuff on that side. Dang. And, you know. Whoa, that's it was right. interesting. But I was worried since my son has Down syndrome. We were worried about that, mm-hmm. him coming into contact. So we did a lot of different things in the beginning. He stayed with his dad, and um, we're super careful. But... Yeah, he's like he did that movie last weekend. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to let him get out and live a little too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His whole his line is stupid COVID. Stupid COVID. Stupid COVID. We can't do this because of COVID. That's everybody's line, man. It's true. It's true. 
Okay. But I'm hopeful, regardless of the the election, because I don't really think you know that's doesn't dictate what happens with everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a positive person. That's good. That's good. It, it's very interesting. To, it's hard to think outside oneself and imagine how how big decisions really are and what, what plays out and what doesn't play out and what affects what. Like it's yeah. a diff- difficult equation to process. But you can also only go so far, I think, because everybody has their own stuff that they're dealing mm-hmm. with. So especially when everything first happened, you could only think of your little circle and how it was going to affect you. Right. Well, yeah, that was a, yeah. It took a while to see the bigger picture. And then, and then it's, it's a weird, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't claim to have any of the answers. That's for sure. So what is the answer? <laughs> I think that's in a book somewhere. Have you, have you thought about uh, getting into politics? Arnold Schwarzenegger style? Well, obviously know. now you can do have any oh. in your past and you can become a politician. So. Yeah, run for mayor of Reno or those, uh, anything. Skeletons in the closet. All the skeletons. <laughs> Hell No. You'd be great. Oh my god, you're so funny. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like a fun time at all. It doesn't. I'm not sure why anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just they're the same people that ran for a class president in yeah. high school. The power of power is nice, <laughs> <laughs> but it costs a yes, lot. Yes, yes, that's true. Costs a lot. <laughs> all right. Unless you have anything else, I feel like we're pretty good. Let me see. Are you dating anyone new? That's the question. Mm-hmm. The answer is no. Oh. The answer is no. Do you even... Yeah, well, I mean... Busy. You don't have it on your... It's not on the top of your list, probably. Correct. Yeah, ever since... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the L.A. single life feels too... It feels to play nicely into also the pursuit of yeah <laughs> what I'm doing. It's like all right, sweet, just focus on mm-hmm. focus on the goal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Like I've I've as of late have been kind of more open to the idea of somebody stum- somebody stumbling in, but it's, I haven't been outwardly seeking anything, especially because mm-hmm. I that's better anyway. Yeah, if you're looking at yeah. tend to. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Just Sorry, if you're looking, you tend to, you don't want to force it. Right. I just think it's better. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, you have a big pool down there. I have a big pool? I don't mean literally. I mean, there's a big pool to <laughs> choose like, from there. I don't have any pool. <laughs> I don't know. Just even sustaining friendship is a difficult thing in Los Angeles. Why? Um, everybody is so hostile mm-hmm. that it's hard. Like being, they're so like-minded to me that you're trying to optimize your time and like do, it takes forever to get to somebody to do a thing. And especially now with COVID, it's even less of a thing because mm-hmm. a lot of people are very. They feel bad about meeting up and like I don't like oh, I'm really? not, I don't really like feel a guilty thing. It's almost like a guilt huh. thing where it's a much different atmosphere there than here. It's it's heightened mm-hmm. for sure. 
but even before that like I we hosted like a rap party for the feature when we when we got done with that and that was like a cool meetup and we played some card games and mm-hmm. hung out of course you did of course we do I want to <laughs> include people we didn't play Twister though which I was bummed about but I didn't want to push it <laughs> uh, but like since then I almost feel like it's got to be a grand event otherwise I didn't have a chance to do anything for my birthday because it was still COVID times, and it's just Did not a thing. Did you see the birthday party that my friends threw for me after? So my birthday was April 4th, which mm-hmm. was, you know, right That's when nice. everything was pretty. Oh, no. So in oh, August, no. the end of August, I came home and had a surprise birthday party in my living room. At the end of August? Yeah, because I didn't have a birthday in that's a surprise. April. For yes, sure. exactly. So they're like, "Are you surprised?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm very surprised because because <laughs> I'm almost it's turning August." <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that's cute. That's, that's nice. That's right. It was only six people, but it was still it's only six people. Two of my... People. Hmm? It was only six people. It was. <laughs> it was two of my I... good friends and mm-hmm. their their significant others and sure, myself sure. and Rob. Seven people. Easton was there. So three households. Whatever. Whatever. I don't know. Like I've I've heard stories of people as of late. Like I wanted to hang out with somebody, and we've been back and forth for a while. Like I was on a gig for a couple of weeks out of town, and then I'm here now, and they were busy. Like the yeah. whole kind of timing not working out. And I was like, the the thing was when I got back from the 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 two week gig, we would hang out. And then I got back and she was like, oh, actually, I'm quarantining for two weeks because I'm going into a baby shower. Mm. And I'm like, oh, like, really? Yeah, every, everybody's like, uh, comfort oh. level is different for sure. You can't hang out with me because right. you have a plan in two weeks. I know, I know. <laughs> so it's a weird, it's yeah. definitely a weird And everybody has to do individual thing, yeah. With. Yeah. I mean, everybody's wearing a mask here in the classroom and teachers wear masks. Until you get up on stage and then you... Some people don't take their mask off even oh. on stage. Most do, but... Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, it's definitely... Uh, you have to be sensitive mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. people's preferences. Yeah. Um, but it is definitely interesting on, on the wide variety of preferences out there. And some some people are down for coffee. Some people are mm-hmm. down for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And some are just not even down for seeing you. Yeah. Because they've been in lockdown since the beginning, and they have yet mm-hmm. to come out of their house. Mm-hmm. So I know. breaking that streak, yeah. I'm yeah. sure it just becomes a bigger thing. It's like, I don't know what they're waiting for now, right. but it's got to be a crazy thing. So I, I can't imagine. I was going crazy I know, but, in the first month. Yeah, no, I know people that haven't broken their bubble yet. Wow. So... Yeah, exactly. Oh. But here we are. Thanks for being on. You're welcome. Good to see you. Good to be back. It's always good to see you. Hoping to uh, hoping for us to work out some sort of workshop soon. Yes. Next year, Next probably year. 2021. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But cool. Thanks, All right. the Eddie. <laughs> yes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>